Welcome to the Friends of Folklore, where two sisters tell tales from the briny depths of the ocean, the darkest caves hidden in misty mountains, and even mysteries hiding in your own backyard. Fear not, dear audience. Come inside, bundle up with a blanket, a cup of tea, and your favorite fuzzy animal, and you too can become a friend of folklore. Welcome to the season finale of the Friends of Folklore. This episode contains graphic, explicit, and especially spooky content. Listener discretion is absolutely advised. Welcome to the Friends of Folklore! It is I, Sydney, the tallest of the sisters! And it is I, Abby, the smallest of the sisters! Oh my god, I am so happy that we're here. It's I'm so, so crazy. It doesn't feel real. Like, who are we? Who are we? We're going to take a break. We're going to have self-care. We're going to go find ourselves in the woods, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Oh, after my segment, after my after my segment of this, you are not going to want to go find yourself in the woods. After my segment, you are also not going to want to go find <laughs> yourself in the woods. <laughs> but like, So what are we doing today? Know. Do you want to explain? Oh, yeah. Okay, so because it's a little bit of a different, I don't know, like episode of the Friends of Folklore. It's our season one finale. We thought it would be a great idea for both of us to tell stories today. Mm -hmm. And we kind of did this accidentally to begin with. But now I think we're going to make it like a full ass trend. Like, I think it's going to become a thing when we do a season finale of the Friends of Folklore that it is creepy pasta based. Creepy pasta. (laughs) Folklore. So creepy, creepy pasta, pasta. Creepy, creepy pasta. Love it, pasta. love it. So before, before I get into this, how are you? Yeah, sure. Oh my god, I forgot about the regular intro. I'm so, you know what? It's like raining and it's so nice today. Um, mm. and it's gonna be like 72 degrees tomorrow. I'm gonna act up. I don't know. You know, it's <laughs> gonna be great. Like I'm so excited. I'm like, okay, like get an ice cream and stroll in the park. I don't oh know my who god. she is. Like. <laughs> I know. Um, but like, I'm good. School is good. I'm just, I'm running through the motions. How are you? I'm fucking great. So, um, my, by the time this comes out, my birthday will have already passed. My birthday is on Friday. Yes. Happy birthday, Sydney. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited because I, you know, I can't really do anything. And last year, my birthday was like two weeks after everything shut down. And this year, mm-hmm. we still can't really do anything, but I'm taking a long weekend. I'm done with work for the week. It's Wednesday right now. And um, yeah, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna want to watch a bunch of Ian and I are gonna have dinner at our or from our favorite place in our own house. And we're going to watch um, some of the Lord of the Rings extended editions. And I'm just really Cause excited. Because we're just, we're just the coolest kids. I mean. <laughs> well, you know, I've seen, I've seen cool. the Fellowship of the Ring about 7,000 times. And I have sure. probably only seen the Two Towers a couple of times. And I've only seen Return of the King once. Because I only watch I the think... extended editions because I'm a purist. And oh, okay. um, it takes a long fucking sure. time to, that's like, that's like 12 hours of content. Oh, Jesus. Oh, y'all. So you're, y'all going to spend the day. Like, well, we've, I already watched the fellowship earlier in the week. So I think we're going to start with the two towers. Lovely. Of course. And then are you guys going to include the Hobbit for like funsies or like, eh, maybe not. <sighs> that's like, I think though, I think one time we timed it out and the entire series, like all six movies is like 25 straight hours. So probably not. <laughs> 
save so, that um, for another no. time, another day. But I'm just fair, really, fair. really looking forward to a couple of days off of just rest and relaxation. I don't think I'm going to get out of bed at all tomorrow. So I'm fucking You know awesome. what? I love that. I love that for you so much. No, I Please. feel that. It's going to be, you know, we're going to, we're. I'm just, ah, I'm so excited for today's episode. I'm so excited for everything that we have going forward. And it's just insane to me that we're almost at a year of being the Friends of Folklore. You know what I mean? Like, this was something that we yeah. created because of the pandemic. And it's so crazy. Not that we're on the other side of it. I mean, glances no. at the world. But, um, <laughs> but just the hope. progress you know, that you, you and I are both yeah. by some blessed god above god or goddess above or all everything or both are definitely both fully vaccinated definitely right monster. by the grace <laughs> no, but... of our lord cthulhu we are both fully vaccinated and um i'm just every time someone i know and love gets vaccinated i weep a little bit yeah and i get so i'm so happy i mean I'm so it's happy just, <laughs> yeah so you know there's still a lot of people to go and you know we're there, we're still we still have stuff to lose but i'm i'm really tentatively hopeful my goodness so you're starting us off today I is that am. correct uh, that is correct oh my so god okay let's, let's let's rock and roll let's fucking rage so i have a drink we don't I normally have a drink. drink i feel like we've never drunk like on drink. this podcast never never have we not okay. i've talked about Maybe it a few times it. but yeah i have i have my moscato because i'm millennial trash and I have a truly hard lemonade because I'm allergic to most alcohol. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, Abby's allergic to grapes and sulfites. So mm-hmm. basically it just so, sucks to be her. I'm also allergic to sulfites. I just don't give a shit. Cindy's I'm not like, going anywhere. I just choose death. Let's do it. I'm so excited. Let's fucking yes. rock and roll. Let's rage. All right. So creepypasta for the uninitiated are basically scary stories that have been shared all over the internet. Urban Dictionary defines creepypasta as, quote, essentially internet horror stories or myth passed around other sites to frighten readers and viewers. The word creepypasta comes from the term copypasta, which is an internet slang term for a block of text that get, gets, you know, copied and pasted from website to website. Creepypastas are sometimes supplemented with pictures, audio, or video footage related to the story, typically with gory, distorted, or otherwise shocking content. Mm. So, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. So, my topic today is most commonly known as the stairs in the woods. Okay. Have you heard of this at all? I think that you and I have spoken briefly about this on, like, a hike one time. (laughs) And hike is a strong word because you don't hike, so maybe we're on a nature walk. Bitch. We're on a nature walk. (laughs) (laughs) I was hiking when Ian proposed. How dare you step to me? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, okay. My bad. No, it's fine. Um, But I think, like, we've spoken about it a little bit, but I don't know all of the details at all. Rock and roll. So, on August 25th, 2015, a Reddit user with the username Search and Rescue Woods posted to a community called R No Sleep. For those who don't know, R No Sleep is a forum for horror stories. And the first rule of R No Sleep is that every story is true, even though most of them very obviously are fucking not. Okay, sure. Because <laughs> no sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the username itself may suggest, this was the user's first post, and they went on to post a total of eight times on this topic. Each post okay. is titled, I'm a search and rescue officer for the U.S. Forest Service, and I have some stories to tell. 
followed by part one, two through eight. For the sake of brevity, I'll be referring to Search and Rescue Woods as SAR Woods from here on out. And you'll hear that abbreviation a lot. S-A-R is Search and Rescue. Okay, I did not know that. Sounds good. Got it. Yes. So over the course of their eight posts this forum, SAR Woods talked about a number of supernatural and paranormal phenomena that swiftly planted themselves firmly into internet lore. And we can still see the effects of that today. I'll get to that towards the end. These stairs in the woods are by far the most common, but I will be sharing a few other stories from the original posts. While I will be quoting the posts directly, I'm taking things completely out of order and placing them into more like, I'm just reorganizing things. And I will link the original in the show notes. Um, and then you can follow the show, you can follow the, the post to each individual post. Each next one is like linked at the bottom, if that makes sense. Oh, perfect. Okay, totally. I get it. Do, and, do I have that or? Uh, you do not. And I will share okay, with you great. later if you want to. But I do have to say like right here, right now. Some of this stuff was seriously disturbing. Um, I could in no way include everything, either for length or because some of these things were just severely fucked up. Like, I I listened to true crime podcasts, and there were a couple of times where I had to, like, get up and walk away. Oh, just my God. Okay. Keep so it gets, like, fucking real. <laughs> it gets really real. So I discovered this story when I was probably a junior in college. I remember very clearly, it was my last class of the day before I had to go to work, and the topic of the class was of great interest to me, but we've all had school days where we just can't do it, and many of us will turn to the internet to maintain consciousness until the end of the lecture. I uh, stumbled upon these posts when they were relatively new, actually, so this was August 2015, and I know that I started that job in August of 2015, so it couldn't have been much longer after. I remember sitting in that lecture with my hair standing on end as I read through all eight parts. So, so remember, friends, that our friend Sar Wood is a search and rescue officer. So trigger warnings going forward for missing persons, including kids, freak accidents, and some seriously spooky shit. Nature is metal as fuck and people get hurt. So, Mom? Mom? Turn off the podcast. We love you Mom, so much. Like... We love you. The best You're mom. not going to be happy with me. No, Turn it and off. And it's only going to get worse with mine. So yeah, it's going to get really bad. Turn off the podcast. We love you. We're going to send you a Spark Notes edition and we'll chat later, <laughs> but turn it off. <laughs> love you, mom. Okay. Okay, bye. Love you, mom. So once again, um, if you want to read all these horrible, upsetting things, you are more than welcome to follow the link in the show notes, but I seriously warn you, like, it gets... It gets real. Pretty fucking dark. All right. It gets real. I'm ready. All right. So our first category is missing people. <sighs> okay, go on. <laughs> so I don't, I don't actually know... I don't actually know Sar Woods' pronouns, so I'm just going to say they, them. That's absolutely fine. So, quote, I have a pretty good track record for finding missing people. Most of the time, they just wander off the path or slip and doll fall down a small cliff, and they can't find their way back. The majority of them have heard the old stay where you are thing and they don't wander far, but I've had two cases where that didn't happen. Both bother me a lot, and I use them as motivation to search even harder on the missing persons cases I get called on. The first was a little boy who was out berry picking with his parents. He and his sister were together, and both of them went missing around the same time. Their parents lost sight of them for a few seconds, and in that time, both kids apparently wandered off. When their parents couldn't find them, they called us, and we came out and searched the area. We found the daughter pretty quickly, and when we asked her where her brother was, she told us that he'd been taken away by the bear man. She said he gave her, he gave her berries and told her to stay quiet, and that he wanted to play with her brother for a little while. The last she saw of her brother, he was riding on the shoulders of the bear man and seemed calm. 
Of course, our first thought was abduction, but we never found a trace of another human being in that area. Uh. The little girl was also insistent that he wasn't a normal man, but that he was tall and covered in hair like a bear, and that he had a, quote, weird face. What? We... (laughs) Okay. Are we just... We're just pulling right out the gate. Okay, no. That's fine. (laughs) By the way, I am not laughing because this is funny. I am laughing because I am No, you're laughing at me because it's funny when I react. That's the only thing. Is that it's funny when your little sister gets all flipped out. Um... Okay. Can I keep going? Uh-huh. You good? Okay. We searched that area for weeks. It was one of the <sighs> longest calls I've ever been on, but we never found a single trace of that kid. The other was a young woman who was hiking with her mom and grandpa. According to the mother, her daughter had climbed up a tree to get a better view of the forest, and she'd never come back down. They waited at the base of the tree for hours, calling her name before they called for help. Again, we searched everywhere, and we never found a trace of her. I have no idea where she possibly could have gone, but neither her mother or grandpa saw her come down. End quote. What? How do you... How do you lose someone at the top of a tree? Like, is it, like, camp? I know! Like... No, like, he went up the tree. He never found her. Or they never found her. That's freaky as fuck. That's... It's so fucking freaky. Oh, okay. Sure. No, that's fine. You ready for another one? Uh, Yes, (laughs) I'm here. You know what? I'm just gonna take a little sip of my hard hard lemonade. Yeah, I'm gonna take a little sip of my Moscato. My my 5% alcohol by volume? I'm gonna get pretty, pretty twisted. Twisted. I'm gonna (laughs) twist it pretty... (laughs) I'm gonna get totally stoned. I'm gonna get totally bonkers. I don't know. Um, yeah, no. I don't have a high alcohol tolerance, but I think I can handle this. But still. Okay. Nah, that's cool. (laughs) Alright, you ready for another one? Mm Mm-hmm. This one's fucked up. So... They start this one with one of the scariest things I've ever had happen to me. They say that a lot. Okay. So just be aware of that. I mean, I feel like they're going through it, so that's fine. Yeah, they're definitely going through it. They were. That's the thing. It's like there were so many stories that I'm like, how do you have time to make all of these up? That's the thing. I mean, unless they like, that's the thing. Is like, where do you draw the line, right? Because when they then they create, well, like, quote unquote, create, they keep posting, and so you're like, I mean, not and they were all posted within pretty quick succession. So, like, do you, do you, like, if, if this is fake, you know, if this is just a creepypasta, do you create a storyline? Do you create different stories with a character? Like. Well, it's only one thing. I definitely believe that this person is actually a search and rescue officer. Okay. Because, you, and that'll become a kind of apparent as we go on. Because mm-hmm. it definitely seems like they know what they're talking about. It definitely seems like, I mean, I am obviously not <laughs> yeah. a search and rescue officer. Yeah, that's fair. But they're just. It, they feel like things that you would at least tell around the fire. Okay. At the very least. But, like, what is folklore if not to warn you from real dangers? With oh, ones, 110%. Right? But, like, again, like, that's one of the reasons, and we're not going to talk about this this episode because I definitely want it to be, like, a season two finale. But, like, Dear David, that happened over so many yes. months that you think that it's believable. You know, there's a certain... Yeah. When there's a timeline. Yeah, you get invested. And so... I don't know. I mean, if they're selling a game, they're selling a good one, and I'm on board. Yeah, no shit, dude. Like, damn. All right, count me in. All right, this okay. one spooks me the fuck out, so I'm just gonna get it over with. Do it. Do it. Do it. Quote, one of the scariest things I've ever had happen to me involved the search for a young woman who had gotten separated from her hiking group. We were out until late at night because the dogs had picked up her scent. When we found her, she was curled up under a large rotted log. She was missing her shoes and pack, and she was clearly in shock. 
She didn't have any injuries, and we were able to get her to walk with us back to base ops. Along the way, she kept looking behind us and asking us why, quote, that big man with black eyes was following us. <laughs> we, we couldn't see anyone, so we just wrote it off as some weird symptom of shock. But the closer we got to base, the more agita- agitated this woman got. She kept asking me to tell him to stop, quote, making faces at her. At one point, she stopped and turned around and started yelling into the forest, saying that she wanted him to leave her alone. She wasn't going to go with him, she said, and she wouldn't give us to him. We have- I'm sorry? You can't know, just give the search and rescue people to the dark man in the woods? Not without consent. Come on, dark man it's, in the woods. Consent is key. Consent Come on, is dark key. man in the woods. It's 2021. I mean, at the time it was 2015, but still. But still. If you're going to be a dark, looming creature in the woods... Ask. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. We finally got her to keep moving, but we started hearing these weird noises coming from all around us. It was almost like coughing, but more rhythmic and deeper. It was almost insect-like. I don't know how else to describe it. When we were within sight of base ops, the woman turns to me, and her eyes are about as wide as I can imagine a human could open them. She touches my shoulder and says, quote, he says to tell you to speed up because he doesn't like looking at the scar on your neck. <gasps> I have a very... Uh, I'm sorry. I have a very... Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, no. Why do they have a scar on their neck? I don't know. That's not but, okay. Um, they, you can't just they notice go on people's say... scars. <laughs> they go on to say, I have a very small scar on the base of my neck, but it's mostly hidden under my collar, and I have no idea how this woman saw it. After she says it, I hear that weird coughing right in my ear, and I just about jumped out of my skin. I hustle her to ops, trying not to show how freaked out I was, but I have to say I was really happy when we left that area that night. Yeah, you and me both, Sarge. They're not a sergeant, but... <laughs> No, I don't know their title. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. No. Oh, my God. I, um, unsubscribe. I'm going to leave. Um, Have fun. Oh, this one's really bad. Okay, it's great. Really no, bad. I'm just going to take a little little sip. Oh, I'm really burning up. I think you're right. But guys, we had to pause for a second. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was like, wow, it's like a thousand degrees in here. And I think I'm just having an allergic reaction to the wine. But it's like I'm the time that I almost died after a half a glass of rosé. And they were like, wow, you are lightweight. And I was like, no, no, no. It was an allergic reaction. I was dying. <laughs> I'm actually dying. No, I actually went into horrible. anaphylactic shock and almost died. It's fine. <laughs> NBD. I didn't want to ruin the party. Anyway. NBD. I'm sure my face is as bright pink. Oh, yeah. I'm super pink. Okay. okay maybe you switch to I'm just going to have the one glass. Cool. I have, I'm drinking the tea, too. Don't worry. You can't. I have tea, water, and... <laughs> tea, water, and wine. Two out of three are in mugs. Because I'm... Because she's a mug of... Because the only glasses I own are old red chili jars. Because all we do is... You nerds. I was going to say, all we do is send each other mugs. It's our favorite oh, gift. Bad. Anyway, our favorite gift. Okay. 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 I'm buckled up. All right. Last, last missing person story. Mm-hmm. But there are many other stories. Quote, I was teamed up with another SAR officer because we'd received reports of bears in the area. We were looking for a guy who hadn't come home from a climbing trip when he was supposed to. And we ended up having to do some serious climbing to get where we figured he'd be. Oh, I hate this one. It's okay. We, we got this. Found- I'm here. <laughs> we got this. We got this. We found him trapped in a small crevasse with a broken leg. It was not pleasant. He'd been there for almost two days, and his leg was very obviously infected. We were able to get him into a chopper, 
and I heard from one of the EMTs that the guy was absolutely inconsolable. Oh. He kept talking. <gasps> okay, okay, I'm just gonna get through it. No, uh, focus on you. We can do this. <laughs> he kept talking about how he'd been doing fine, and when he'd gotten to the top, a man had been there. He said the guy had no climbing equipment, and he was wearing a parka and ski pants. He walked up to the guy, and when the guy turned around, he had no face. <gasps> it was just blank. Oh, God. Okay. okay. No. It's, it gets worse. It gets I worse. don't need it skin. Okay. Uh, I know. I, I have, like, goosebumps all over. Yeah. <laughs> the climber freaked out and ended up trying to get off the mountain too fast, which is why he'd fallen. Okay. He said he could hear the guy. Oh, my God. He said he could hear the guy all night climbing down the mountain and letting out these horrible muffled screams. <gasps> Not me feeling story... bad for the faceless man. <laughs> Not me. The man, there's a man oh with a broken God. leg. Abigail Reed. There's a man with a broken leg and I'm like, oh, the faceless man is sad. <laughs> Abigail. God. They finish off the story with that story bothered the hell out of me. I'm glad I wasn't there to hear it. Yeah, you and me both, Sarge. Stop calling them Sarge. I don't know what that's called. I said Sarge. <laughs> oh, Sar. I think you said Sarge, and I was like, we don't know their rank, Abby. He's the star sergeant now. <laughs> sergeant Forest Man person. Sergeant Forest person reporting for duty. Mm-hmm. There was uh, when I went to Carlsbad Caverns like a decade ago. It wasn't a decade ago. It was like three years ago. But you know how COVID is. Mm -hmm. it makes everything feel like it was centuries ago. And uh, there was this ranger there. And his name, I won't tell you his whole name, but his last name was Friend. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Big mood. <laughs> and he was not very friendly. He was really annoyed. That's awkward. And he looks me straight in the eye and he says... Make sure you stay quiet so you don't disrupt the soundscape. So every time either me or Ian are being really loud, we're like, you're disrupting the soundscape. I hate to tell our listeners this, but all we do is disrupt the soundscape. All we do. They know that by now. They Welcome to that. the Friends of Folklore. All we do is disrupt the soundscape. Welcome to the disruptions of the soundscape of folklore. <laughs> exactly. I can't. Okay. All right. Let's disrupt the so soundscape. This... I'm fine. <sighs> this category is called general paranormal. Okay. Um, and there's just the one story in here before I get to the real meat of the matter. Oh no! The, oh no! We're still on the lettuce and tomato. I don't know how sandwiches. Oh, work. we're still we're still on the garnish. <laughs> oh dear lord. Okay, great. Cool. So, here we go. Quote. My buddy was out doing a recon for mountain lions because there had been several reports of, a, of sightings in the last couple of days. One of our jobs is to scout out the areas where these animals are seen to ensure that if they are in that area, we can warn people and close off those trails. Sure. He was out on his own in a very heavily forested part of the park toward dusk when he heard what sounded like a woman screaming in the distance. Now, as most of you know, when a mountain lion screams, it sounds exactly like a woman being brutally murdered. Oh, this is oh, true. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just supposed to. Know. Oh, are you quoting? I thought you were telling. You're like, oh, no. Like I all. said, I said, I said, this is true. The rest oh, of that was him. As that. we all know, as we're as all, we all aware that certain animals, when they scream, just sound like dying. It's women. true. That's it's true. There are certain owls that also sound like dying women. There foxes, are, are, they sound foxes, like dying. Foxes and say, "What foxes sound like dying people?" Where people are like, "Um, I think someone's yeah. being murdered," and they're like, "No, it's just a fox." And you're like, mm, "Yeah, okay. foxes are deeply unsettling." Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I don't know about foxes. Mm, I don't know about 
that? I don't know about foxes. It's unsettling, but far from abnormal. My buddy radioed back and let Ops know that he'd heard one and that he was going to keep going to see if he could figure out where its territory started. He heard the mountain lion scream a couple more times, always from the same spot, and determined the approximate area of the mountain lion's territory. He was about, I don't know how you do that. I, I don't know I don't how know you do that. I was like, say, markers. I'm no forest doctor, but I'm sure, I think, <laughs> I, like, I know that, like, theoretically, mm-hmm. like, I think that, like, you obviously have to, like, mark certain areas, and maybe you mark certain trees, and, like, you color code them. I am sure that there's a system. I, I just don't know what it is. mountain lions, like, follow those, though. Like, I just don't know how <laughs> he knows what the mountain lion considers its own territory, but again, yeah, I'm not a forest doctor. <laughs> I don't fucking lion, know. Yeah, I'm not a forest doctor. The mountain lion's like, I really enjoy between these two blue-taped trees. This is my space. There's a nice little... Yeah, loop. this is... Yeah, I need you here. guys to... I need you guys to respect my space. Yeah, respect okay. my boundaries. Okay, I like it from this blue tree to this blue tree. Thank you very much. Don't come in and borrow my cell phone charger without asking me. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm That's saying. all I'm saying. Okay, continue. All right. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know how you determine that either, but all right. I don't know how you turn that. He was about to head back where he, when he heard another scream, this time within only a few yards of him. Of course, he freaks out and starts heading back at a much faster pace, because the last thing he wants is to run into a goddamn mountain lion and get mauled to death. Yeah. Fair. Big mood. Yeah. Me too. As he... Yeah. By the way, if you ever get attacked by a mountain lion, it you're probably gonna die. Sure. But... Dying style. Fight the fuck back. Okay. No, fight the fuck back, because if you make yourself too much trouble, they'll leave you alone. Like, scratch at their eyes, punch them, just oh. fucking go for their gums... Do whatever you can to make yourself more trouble than you're worth. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just going to stay indoors. I think that that's, um, <laughs> last time I checked, there's no mountain lions in Central Park, so I think I'm good for my picnic, but, um. <laughs> I feel like that's probably, there's probably all kinds of folklore stories. We should do, like, Central Park lore. Oh, I, I mean, there's a lot of, re- I mean, ooh, that, that gets deep, but definitely. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That'd Central Park is, okay. is VV racist, so I'm sure there's all kinds of oh, ghosts. Oh, really? Up in, yeah, that used to be like oh, a literal shit. community, I believe, of immigrant families that they bulldozed to oh, create dear. Central Park. So if you think that there's no ghosts, listen to the... Oh, um, you're fucking fooling. Listen to the um, Washington Square Park episode, There's Ghosts. Anyway, continue. There's ghosts. <laughs> anyway. Um, so he heard it within yards of him? Yes, and he didn't want to get attacked, and that's when I told you what to do if you get attacked. Yeah, okay. As he got back on the path and started heading back, the screaming followed him and he broke into a jog. I don't know if it's a good idea to run away from mountain lions, but I'll um, do that later. Also, just a jog? Yeah, just, just a jog. A, just a slight, you know. I feel like that's like their retelling or his retelling and he's like, because I know the, the gender of this person, but yeah, he, <laughs> that's just like, oh yeah, I just broke into a jog when in reality he was like sprinting. And right, like sprinting running down the hill crying and you're like, no. <laughs> Arms flailing. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. 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 When when he was about a mile from Ops, the screaming stopped, and he turned around to see if it was following him. It was almost night by this point, but he said in the distance, just before the path rounded a corner, he could see what looked like a male figure. He called out to them, warning them that the paths were closed, and that he needed to come back to the welcome center. The figure just stood there, and my buddy started to walk over. When he was about ten yards away, the figure took, as he described, quote, an impossibly long step toward him and let out the same scream my buddy had been hearing. Oh, my God. My buddy, 
My buddy didn't even say anything. He just turned and this time sprinted back to Ops, never looking behind him. By the time he got back, the screaming had moved back into the woods. He didn't mention it to anyone else, just said that there was a mountain lion in the area and that they would need to close those paths until the animal could be located and moved. End quote. This is a terrible time to mention that my nose has begun bleeding. Um, I don't, um, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Are you okay? Do you need to like go get a tissue? No, I have some I next rest. to me. Um, hmm. oh my, I'm being haunted by the weird screaming ghost man and I'm scared. Are you okay? I'm good. You ever get so scared that oh you God. get a bloody nose? I'm good. All right. We're good. <laughs> okay. Just, just continue. It's fine. I'm uh, fine. This is, this is no. not a bad omen. Continue. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, it's all for you, Damien. So, um... That's nuts. I'm moving so, on. I, that's... It's good. Bonkers. It's good. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay. No, fine. So, moving on to our third category. And, and just so everyone knows, there could have been a few more categories. Like, there are some stories about, um... Like, black-eyed children. There are some oh, stories about... Oh, I don't fuck about... with those. I, don't, I would love to cover the black-eyed children, but I... I... I get... <sighs> I got so scared when I heard it on another podcast that I got mad when mom yeah. opened the door for strangers, and I just don't know if mom has the emotional, like, ability to deal with my <laughs> bullshit after we talk about the black children. Yeah, that's yeah. totally fair. Um, our next category is the long-awaited stairs in the wood. No thanks. Um, I'm just a big fan of ramps, honest to God. I like ramps. I like escalators. Big elevators in the woods. It's cool, but stairs. That actually sounds spooky as fuck. <laughs> actually, yeah, those, like old wrought iron like. <laughs> Can you imagine if it like went up and down, and you're like, "How is it doing that?" Anyway, <laughs> we don't have time. So I'm gonna go ahead and just jump directly into their quote, please. Okay. Quote. Um. So sorry, I was about to do it. So they didn't mention the stairs in the wood in every post. But mm-hmm. they were definitely, that was definitely what people latched on to the most. This is definitely what people were the most interested in. They definitely talk about it probably more than anything else. Okay, definitely. So this is where, you know, this kind of definitely turns into, like, creepypasta specifically. Okay. Because this becomes, like, their main, like, theme <laughs> or, like, topic, Yeah, rather. this is, okay. this is, like, the big takeaway, and I'll get to kind of the significance at the end. Okay, sounds good. So, quote... Now, I don't know if this is true in every SAR unit, but in mine, it's sort of an unspoken regular thing we run into. You can try asking about it with other SAR officers, but even if they know what you're talking about, they probably won't say anything about it. We've been told not to talk about it by our superiors, and at this point, we've all gotten used so used to it that doesn't even seem weird anymore. On just about every case where we're really far off into the wilderness, I'm talking 30 or 40 miles, at some point we'll find a staircase in the middle of the woods. It's almost like if you took the stairs in your house, cut them out, and put them in the forest. I asked about it the first time I saw some, and the other officer just told me not to worry about it, that it was normal. Everyone I asked said the same thing. I wanted to go check them out, but I was told very emphatically that I should never go anywhere near them. I just sort of ignore them now when I run into them, but it, because it happens so frequently. End quote. No. That um, was in part one. Mm, I... <laughs> I, I, um, no, <laughs> it's just some stairs in the woods, NBD, it's not a big deal, like, eat your Cheerios, not like, a big deal. what? <laughs> yeah, just... they, they, I will, I will admit that they get kind of annoyed with how interested everyone is in the stairs. Okay, interesting. Like, All that right. wasn't really their intention, so that... uh, but we'll gotta get to that. Okay, okay, sure. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I just, like, that seems interesting. So that, I wonder, like, does that 
give it a shred of more truth where they're like, no, no, no. We were told to leave the stairs alone. Like we don't fuck with the stairs. So you're like, okay, mm-hmm. why don't you fuck with the stairs? Like talk to me, you know? Or is and it I, kind of like reverse psychology and that's like in character? Interesting. Another fact. Yeah, Look at know. you using your acting skills. Okay. I don't have acting skill. I have English major skills. Oh, that, that's skills. very similar. <laughs> it's another useless major. It's, it's fine. Similar. <laughs> I'm the practical one. <laughs> That's the <laughs> funniest the part. <laughs> Sydney. Yeah, my creative writing major is the practical one. I don't know. I feel like oh our brother God. is going to be like super. I mean, he's the smartest man on the planet. So like, he's gonna make. He's gonna oh, get yeah. some stuff done. But it's definitely like we chose the arts. Anyway. Um, anyway, quote. There was a lot of feedback about the stairs, so I'll touch on that briefly here, and I'll include another story. They come in a variety of shapes, sizes, styles, and conditions. Some are pretty dilapidated, just ruins, but others are brand new. I saw one that looked like they came from a lighthouse. They were metal and spiral, almost old-fashioned. The stairs don't go up infinitely, or rather, that I can see, but some sets are taller than others. Like I said before, just imagine the stairs in your house as if someone had cut and pasted them into the middle of nowhere. I don't have any pictures, it never really occurred to me to try again after that first time, and I don't really feel like risking my job over it. But on to the story. One of my favorite jobs as a trainee was a search op for a four-year-old kid that had gotten separated from his mom. I'm not favorite. I'm sorry. First jobs. I don't think we're like, damn. Favorite jobs. He's like, nothing was better than finding that random lost kid one time. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. Not really. That's just a special place in my heart. Not like saving a deer? Just all right. <laughs> okay, sure. Why would you save a deer from what? I don't know. Deer stuff. <laughs> Okay. I don't know, Sydney. I don't know what happens in the woods. I don't know what deers get up to, okay? <laughs> Have you seen that Mike Birbiglia stand up? Probably. I didn't even know ladies went into the woods. <laughs> exactly. I didn't even know that happened. They're know. all on Netflix, guys. Watch them. Oh, they're definitely amazing. do it. One of my first jobs as a trainee was a search out for a four-year-old kid that had gotten separated from his mom. This was one of those cases where we all knew we were going to find him because the dogs were on a strong scent trail and we had clear signs that he was in the area. We ended up finding him in a berry patch about half a mile from where he'd last been seen. Kid wasn't even aware that he'd wandered off that far. One of the vets brought him back, which I was glad for because I'm not really good with kids and I find it hard to talk to them and keep them company. As my trainer and I headed back, she decides to take me on a detour to show me one of the hot spots where we tend to find missing people. It's a natural dip in the land near a popular trail, and people will usually move downhill because it's easier. We hike out there, it's a few miles away, and we get there in about an hour or so. As we're walking around the area, and she's pointing out places where she's found people in the past, I see something in the distance. Now, this area we're in is about eight miles from the main parking area, though there's back roads you can take to get closer if you don't want to hike that far. Oh, um, I have a quick but question. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did they just, like, take this kid on, like, a random joyride, or did they, did they no, return no, no. him? One of the vets took... One of the vets brought the kid back, and um, Sarwoods is glad about that because they're not good with kids. Oh, okay, because I was like, I thought they were like, so my trainer took the kid and I, and like, oh, I'm like, oh. <laughs> puts the kid on their shoulders, come check out this, this area five come miles away. we often find missing people, small child in the berry bush. <laughs> I was like, hmm. You know, somebody else took the kid. God. Somebody else took the kid back to their parent. <laughs> I was like, you know, your parents don't need you. Let's go on a detour while we're here, you know. Yeah. Might as well see we'll the sights. take a full hour off. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're good. Um, what was the last thing? Okay, now this area we're in is about eight miles from the main parking area, though there's back roads you can take to get closer if you don't want to hike that far. 
but we're on state protected land, which means that there can't be any kind of commercial or residential development out there. But I can see from here that whatever this thing is has straight edges. And if there's one thing you learn quickly, it's that nature rarely makes straight lines. I love that line. Oh my God, that's such a good, why do I want that like tattooed on my body? Like, look at me. I know, right? Nature rarely makes straight lines. lines. <laughs> I'm sad. Man. Do I go to slam poetry nights? Do I have long oh, curly hair? I don't know. I'm making a random stereotype right now. But man, <laughs> I'm cool. Holy shit. Yes. Sorry, oh, go ahead. All I'm right. So sorry. You're good. So I point it out, but she doesn't say anything. She just hangs back and lets me wander over and check it out. I get within about 20 feet of it and all the hair on the back of my neck stands up. It's a staircase in the middle of the fucking woods. In the proper context, it would literally be the most benign thing ever. It's just a normal staircase with beige carpet and about 10 steps tall. I'm sorry, just but with some beige carpet. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, it's beige. It's, it's, it's a mid-90s house. It's Sissy, casual. It's carpet yeah. in the woods. If someone was like, oh, it was a normal staircase, there was carpet. I was like, no, no, no. We're outside. You don't put carpet outside. Oh, if that bothers you, if that bothers you, things are about to get a whole lot Oh, of crap. All right. Let me take a drink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of being in a house where it obviously should be, it's out here in the middle of the woods. I personally would like to thank Sar Woods for that. Yeah, thank God you're detail. here, my man. <laughs> God you're here. Thank God you're thank here, God my dude. The sides aren't carpeted, obviously, and I can see the wood it's made of. It's almost like a video game glitch where the house has failed to load completely and the stairs are the only thing visible. I <laughs> like when you accidentally like put put a la- put put the stairs outside of your Sims house. And you're like, ah, shit, I got to delete yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like the first thing you put, just throw a little. Eh, it's fine. It's fine there. Yeah, it's there, fine. I'll, I'll I'll pick it up later. <laughs> <laughs> I stand there and it's like my brain is working overtime to try and make sense of what I'm seeing. My trainer comes and stands next to me and she just stands there casually, looking at it as if it's the least interesting thing in the world. I ask her what the fuck this thing is doing out here, and she just chuckles. Quote, get used to it, rookie. You're going to see a lot of them. I start to move closer, but she grabs my arm hard. I wouldn't do that, she says. Her voice is casual, but her grip is tight, and I just stand there looking at her. Quote, you're going to see them all the time, but don't go near them. Don't touch them. Don't go up them. Just ignore them. I start to ask her about it, but something in the way she's looking at me tells me that's best if I don't. We end up moving on, and the subject doesn't come up again for the rest of my training. She was right, though. I say about every fifth call I go on, I end up running across a set of stairs. Sometimes they're relatively close to the path, maybe within two or three miles. Sometimes they're 20, 30 miles out, literally in the middle of nowhere, and I only find them during the broadest searches or training weekends. They're usually in good condition, but sometimes it looks like they've been out there. I don't think that thing that's a typo. Oh, I usually in good I was like, oh, fuck. No, I'm here. <laughs> the stairs got me. Oh, God, please uh, don't. So they said, they're usually in good condition, but sometimes it looks like they've been out there for miles. I think he, they mean years. Oh, okay. All different kinds, all different sizes. The biggest I ever saw looked like they came out of a turn-of-the-century mansion and were at least 10 feet wide with steps leading up at least 15 or 20 feet. I've tried talking about it with people, but they just give me the same response my trainer did. It's normal. Don't worry about it. They're not a big deal, but don't go close to them or up them. When trainees ask me about it now, I give them the same response. I don't really know what else to tell them. I'm really hoping someday I get a better answer, but it hasn't happened yet. So that was part two. Oh. And by the way, they are gendered as 
he him in the comments but i didn't have any confirmation on that so that's why i keep slipping up and i apologize no don't you're good i mean it, it makes sense yeah yeah so anyway but reddit's really bad about assuming everyone on reddit is male that's like, you know what i have noticed yeah. that about reddit <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right like every time i post they're like this guy am i right and i'm like whatever <laughs> you know what? it's so funny because reddit's also a part of mine i think the reason why i'm saying sarge is because surge is the name is the reddit user in mine Oh, that's why I'm doing All that. Right. Sorry, I mean, so we got Sarge and Sarge, Sarge and Surge, Sarge and Sarge and Surge. Of course, we got Sarge. It's perfect. Okay, perfect. so this part is from part three. Quote: There's still a great amount of interest in the stairs, and luckily for you guys, my friend has a story that I think you'll all be very interested in. As for whether or not I've ever thought of asking my superiors about them, I have, but again, I don't want to risk my job. So I think I think that they are. If this is not real, if this is just, you know, a story, I think the reason they get so indignant is because they're kind of trying to play Why? off this, like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, obviously, but, like, they're trying to play off this bit about, like, oh, I'll lose my job if I talk it too much like about this. It seems like a weird Like, to add an air of mystery. Yeah, I guess, but, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I've worked at my job for, like, three years now, and I definitely ask my boss stupid questions that I've asked before, and I've yet to be fired. But that doesn't mean, I don't but know. But also, your job doesn't involve, like, finding missing children. No, it doesn't. It just involves none of that. <laughs> so, that's yeah. fair. If any of them are missing, it's, yeah, no, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, continuing on. Quote, My buddy has been a SAR officer for about seven years. He started when he was a junior in college and had a very similar experience when he first encountered the stairs. His trainer told him almost the exact same thing mine did, which was to never go near, touch, or ascend them. For the first year, he did just that, but apparently his curiosity got the better of him, and on one call, he broke away from the line and went to go check out a set of them. He said that they were about 10 miles from the path where a teenage girl had vanished and the dogs were following ascent. He was on his own, lagging behind the main group, when he saw a set of stairs off to his left. They looked like they were from a new house because the carpeting was pristine and white. Oh, God. You hear that, Abby? Yeah. He said that as he got closer, he didn't feel any different or hear any weird noises. He was expecting something to happen, like bleeding from his ears or collapsing, but he got right up next to them and didn't feel anything. The only thing he said that was odd was that there was absolutely no debris on the steps. No dirt, uh, leaves, <laughs> dust, anything. Oh, yes. no, thank you. Mm-mm. <laughs> okay. And there, and there didn't appear to be any signs of animal or insect activity in the immediate area, which he found strange. It was less like things were avoiding them and more like they just happened to be in a relatively barren part of the forest. He touched the stairs and didn't feel anything except that sort of sticky feeling you get from new carpet. Wait, 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 sure wait hold ready? on. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> I know. I was kind of, I was going to ask you. I was like, do you feel sticky around new carpet? I mean, I'm not a new carpet. Like, if we're gonna choose, I'm not a carpet kind of gal. Um, we yeah, could put in a bisexual like a, joke like a... right now, but we don't have time. Um, <laughs> but we we actually have a lot of. This is gonna be the longest episode. <laughs> I know it's gonna be history, so... by the way. I don't know. You did spend two hours talking about pirates, so <laughs> it was two um, separate episodes. Doesn't count. You literally no no no. The second one is an hour and fifty one minutes. You can't put that on these poor people. <laughs> three-hour episode if you put them together okay so at the end of this episode and i'm sorry to put you on the spot but i'm gonna do a sneak peek of some topics i want to cover oh okay like next season i don't know if you have any in mind yet but (laughs) i figure we might just like kind of give a little and uh 
Pirates are gonna come up again. That's all oh, I'm gonna say right now. Oh, for love of God! Sorry, go on. Okay, no, but I was in a good say, way. No, I can't wait. No, shut I, up, <laughs> Sydney. It's one of my favorite things about you. Um, no, Thank you. but like, I don't. I guess you like stick to it as in like the fibers or maybe like a, an electricity thing, but it's not like maybe. sticky. It's carpet. Yeah, my carpet is sticky. Again, this can transcend my, yeah. literal into human. If your carpet is sticky, <laughs> fix it. No judgment. I want to keep you safe. Thanks so much. You know, have a good day. My only my only experience with new carpet was in my. Not my last apartment, but, but the one before, before it, yeah. That. And it smelled, all I remember is that it smelled horrible. Like, the yeah, glue. it smells like and glue. And I had to, like, I had to dump, like, several containers of Arm and Hammer and then just leave it for, like, two days before we could move oh, in because yeah. I was dying. I forgot about yeah, that. The one in Albuquerque? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the colorful ones. And I can tell you that mm. because they're not colorful anymore. They changed yep, them. Yep, they did. They you know what? They did paint them. <laughs> Good for them. Anyway, um, Good for carpet them. shouldn't be sticky. I yeah. I know that I'm a I'm a clumsy bitch, and I've spilled many a thing on a family a family carpet. Um, I definitely ruined a house. Abby used to make potions. We don't have... To- <laughs> Okay, now you make me sound crazy. What we did was... Abby, when she was little itty bitty, used to take empty bottles and fill them with cough syrup and mud and food coloring and glitter. Oh, and don't and... forget wasting all of mom's very expensive shampoo and conditioner. Cause, like, oh, yes, shampoo my... and conditioner because it was shiny. My no-tear, like, tresemme or whatever. I don't know what children have. <laughs> like, my no-tear, like, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, mom was good fancy, enough for you. Like, <laughs> yep, and then I'd stick them in the back of the closet and tell no one. Um, until one day I'd and take them out. And then we tried to sell that house, and guess what happened? We put a chair over the stain because we're bad people. <laughs> Sydney, stop! And we actually ended up like replacing the carpet. But anyway, <laughs> I'm so sorry, mom, but you shouldn't be listening, so it's fine. Um, yeah, if you're listening, you're in big trouble, Missy. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Have you met? Back us? to the. F- Go ahead. Abby, I have so much to get through. I know. <laughs> I was like, we are, we are an, an hour, hour in. in. Okay. Let's go. Oh, God. Okay. Making sure his radio was on, he slowly climbed the stairs. He said it was terrifying because the way they'd been stigmatized, he wasn't really sure what was going to happen to him. He joked that half of them expect to be teleported to some other dimension, and the other half was watching for a UFO to come swooping down. Sure. But he got to the top with little event, and he stood there looking around. He said the longer he stood on the top step, the more he felt like he was doing something very, very wrong. He described it as the feeling you'd get if you were in a part of a government building you had no business being in. Oh, I get that feeling. It's like the time that I visited the Pentagon. I should not have. I was like, I've never done anything, but I feel like I shouldn't be here. No, I get it. It's like when you go to the airport and you're like, (laughs) listen, did I, I don't own one, but could I possibly have a gun? (laughs) Me has never touched a gun maybe once. In a very safe environment. <laughs> Me, I don't know. Do I accidentally have a gun? Like, did, did I, I accidentally have a bazooka? <laughs> like, honestly, have I accidentally killed someone and I just don't know? I'm very scared. Yeah. Um, but, very scared. But I get that feeling where you're like, I haven't done any, I mean, yeah. it's just anxiety, but like, I haven't done anything <laughs> wrong, but have yeah. I? Maybe? But have I? Mm, it's unclear. Honestly, probably. Like, it's unclear. How am I supposed to keep track yeah, of so all he... that? Yeah, so he... He felt that way at the top of the stairs, like he was like like he was gonna get caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Yeah. So right back to the story. He tried to brush it off, but the feeling got stronger and stronger, and that's when he realized that he couldn't hear anything anymore. 
the sounds of the forest were gone, and he couldn't hear his own breathing. It was like some kind of weird, awful tinnitus, but more oppressive. (sighs) He climbed back down and rejoined the search and didn't mention to anyone what he'd done. But he said... Oh, rookie mistake! Have you seen a horror movie? Oh my god, you don't separate from the group and then be like, oh no, I wasn't bit by a zombie. No. I know, I was gonna say, always confess to being bitten. Just okay. be, just confess, okay? Just don't confess. eat your friends. Don't eat your friends. <laughs> I don't. This is the friends of folklore, and we do not endorse eating your friends because you were too much of an asshole to not be mentioned that you got bit by a zombie. Nobody has time for Seriously. your ego. The world is ending. Why didn't he tell them? <laughs> I feel like I could say that to, like, every fucking anti-masker right now. Like, the world is ending. This is no time for your ego. Seriously, we have no time for this. Yeah, we can no longer say, we can no longer say avoid like the plague because humans apparently don't fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, apparently we just dive headfirst into the plague. Anyway, you're like, not a time. the government's not going to stop me from dying from the bubonic plague. <laughs> All right, have fun. See you never. Anyway, God, so carrying on. Carry on. But he said the weirdest part came after. His trainer was waiting back at the welcome center after the search ended for the day, and he cornered my buddy before he could leave. He said his trainer had this look of intense anger, and my buddy asked what was wrong. Quote, you went up them, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> My buddy said it wasn't phrased as a question. He asked how the trainer knew, and the trainer just shook his head. Quote, because we didn't find her. The dogs lost her scent. (gasps) My buddy asked what that had to do with anything. And the trainer asked how long he'd been on the stairs, and my buddy said no more than a minute. The trainer gave them this really awful, almost dead-eyed look and told them if he ever went up another set of those stairs again, he'd be fired immediately. The trainer walked away, and I guess he'd never answered any of the questions my buddy had asked him about it since. Wait, so... My, here's my question. What, yeah. So, because he went up the stairs, they didn't find the girl? Is that what the boss is trying to, like, insinuate? Yeah, yeah. So, I think, I think the idea is that, um, like, almost like, the way I kind of interpret it, and this is 100% my interpretation, mm-hmm. was that there's almost, like, an equilibrium. Oh. And, like, you can't touch the stairs, you leave the stairs alone, and then, like, the forest will sometimes allow you to find the missing person. But if you fuck with that equilibrium, yeah, okay. like the second he got on the stairs, she was lost. Oh, you know so the saying? forest like, like took the child. They were like, if you're gonna fuck with our stairs, yeah, like, almost like as payment. Yeah, that's kind of how I interpreted it. Anyway. Okay, I don't know if okay. that's how other people would feel. See, but and I thought you were like when they were like, how long have you been up there? And he was like a minute, and they're like, you've been gone for eight hours. And then I was like, wait, no, yeah, I was waiting for that to happen. <laughs> there actually was another story that I didn't end up including, but um, one not this friend, but another friend tells a story about wandering off to like pee. Mm. And discovering they've been gone for two days. No. Mm-mm. So, No, yeah. I don't trust yeah, that. I don't fuck with the woods. Yeah, I had to choose, I had to choose which stories to include, but there are some pretty fucking Fucked scary up. Yeah, you yeah. don't say. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. So, okay. moving on. This is part... Four? Four. So, he hasn't, like I said, they, they aren't talked about in every... Sure. Quote, by pure coincidence, I got to talk to another vet, hereby known as P.B., who's been in the SAR field for years. We were partnered up on a grid sweep during a training exercise, and we were chatting casually about how we liked the job, what kind of things we'd seen, and the like. At one point, we passed an old set of stairs, 
though these were probably from an old fire lookout giving the area that we were in. So these were not spooky stairs. These were regular okay. stairs. <laughs> these are just normal <laughs> stairs. Sure. These are normal forest stairs. It's fine. <laughs> these are forest stairs that we installed. Sure. <laughs> These are these are sanctioned. Yeah, yeah, these are these are approved by the board. These are above board from wood stairs. <laughs> board approved forest board stairs. Of, it's board approved forest stairs. Yeah, these are approved. Don't worry. Totally. We totally. uh we got the codes. Sure. <laughs> okay. We got the permits. Yeah, we got the permits. So, quote. I sort of casually mentioned that I was curious about the stairs and that I wished I knew more about them. He got kind of quiet and looked like he wanted to tell me something, but wasn't sure if he should. Uh. Finally, he told me to turn my radio off. <gasps> Obviously, this is something we are... <laughs> I know. You're about to get murdered. You're about to get... I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Secret forest stairs or not, you're about to be murdered by your co-worker. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> oh, my girl. Ten signs you're about to be murdered by your co-worker. Ten signs you're about to be murdered by your co-worker. <laughs> By BuzzFeed. Anyway. Oh my god. This wine is hitting me, y'all. <laughs> honestly, I'm living. Oh god. Okay. We should do this every episode. Alright, yeah. so. I uh, told me to turn my radio off. Obviously, this is something we are never, ever supposed to do. But I did it, and he did the same. <laughs> About. <laughs> Enjoy death. Cool. Bye. <laughs> Uh, and they're sanctioned stairs. So if you if they yeah, bury no, they're, your body they're, underneath, they're it, above no board. Like they're not gonna look there. Yeah. Quote about seven years ago. He tells me he was out on a call with a rookie. They were in an area of the park that had a lot of strange reports and events, disappearances, stories about lights in the forest, odd noises, things like that. The rookie was totally spooked. Kept going on and on about things out in the woods. According to PB, quote quote within a quote quote within a quote. The guy. <laughs> The guy wouldn't stop talking about the goat man, just on and on, goat man this and goat man that. Finally, I told him that there was plenty else to be afraid about here that was very real and that he'd better get over this thing with the goat man. The rookie wanted to know what sort of things I was talking about, and I just told him to shut up and walk. <laughs> Don't you wish you could talk to your coworkers like this? And <laughs> you know I love what? my coworkers, but I've had coworkers in the past, which I wish I could be like, just shut up and walk. <laughs> you know, I was a waitress for years, and if I had, You were, I, oh my god. If I could just be like, shut up and walk. Man, to customers, any of them, honest to God. Oh, any of them. Oh, my God. Shut up and walk. Shut up and walk. No. I wish we could have had, sorry, because we worked in the same place, but not we the did. same time. Mm-hmm. And I was a hostess when you were a, a server, and I wished that I could have had a shirt that said, shut up and sit where I tell you. Yeah, honestly, shut up and sit down. Just Yeah. Guys, bitch. restaurants are opening up again. Just do Don't everyone go. a fucking favor and stop bitching about where your table's at, because there is actually a system to it. Don't be an asshole. It's not about you. Restaurant about edition. You. Now it's not about <laughs> you. For stairs edition, continue. Okay. Quote. Um, quote within a quote. We crested a little ridge and there was a staircase about ten yards ahead. The rookie stops dead in his tracks and just stands there looking at him. I tell him, see, that's something you should be afraid of. So that's a quote within a quote within a quote. Oh my god. The rookie asks me what the hell these are doing out here, and for some reason, I just open up and tell him the truth. This is I as in PB. Okay. Or what I've been told is the truth. I could have gotten into a lot of trouble for doing what I did, and I get in a lot of trouble for repeating it, or I could get into a lot of trouble for repeating it to you, but you're a nice kid, and I want you to stop looking into this. Quit while you're ahead. So I'll tell you what I know, under the condition that you never breathe a word of this to the soups. Oh my god, hold on. I have to grab my frog squishmallow. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, because you're... Oh, oh, it did, did I reach the scary point? You yes. did. Okay, I'm ready. Tell me about the stairs. Okay. <laughs> I told him I wouldn't say a word, and he fucking liar. Yeah, and I don't know, did you lie? That our radios are off. <laughs> I told him I wouldn't say a word, and he double-checks that our radios are off. Quote, when I first started out, we were a little less tight-lipped about them and other things that happened out here. We warned people before we were even higher that there was weird shit going on. I guess the Forest Service was tired of having such a massive turnover rate, and they wanted people to know what they were getting into. Mm -hmm. So they started having people sign these agreements so they wouldn't go to the media about what they were going to see. <laughs> okay. The Forest Service. Just a, just, a, just a Forestry Service, not NDA. Sure. NDA, yeah. I mean, I had to sign one when I worked at um, Schmapplebee's. Oh, d <laughs> you did not. I did. I had to sign an NDA. You've definitely broken it because I know all of their yeah. secrets. Yeah, no, that's what, okay, I, that's what well, an NDA is. No, don't. I'm going to get... I mean, I mean, it was like 10 years ago, so it's probably not still legally binding, but like, shush. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, you're fine. No. Nobody Please knows don't sue me, Schmapplebees. Um, I've signed an NDA for my job. It make, I mean, yeah. mine's more like performance related, but that's fair. Sure. <laughs> sure. That's crazy. Yeah. Stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so I mean, dumb. I didn't have like there was nothing to tell. It was just a shitty job I worked one summer. No, you <laughs> like Sydney, I don't know what worked... they wanted me to keep secret. Sydney, I need you to level with the audience. Tell them how many days you worked there. Six days at Schmappleby. Oh my god, I thought it was four. Congratulations. <laughs> it might have been four. I thought it was straight up four. I don't blame Listen, you. My old fucking this maybe this is what they wanted me to send the NDA about, but my old fucking gym teacher like lived at that bar and it hit on all the way through all the servers and it was super fucking creepy and I hated yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's so you know, I had to get out of there. You're gonna see. I some had no things. choice. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna see some things, okay? You're gonna see some things. Just sign this NDA. Don't look him in the eye. He doesn't remember you. He's very intoxicated. Oh God. Anyway. Okay, back to the so, forest NDAs. <laughs> yes. The Forest Service didn't want to scare people away, so the last thing they needed were spooked rookies running off to the media with stories of ghosts and haunted stairs. But eventually, they found that the agreements weren't necessary. People not only didn't want to talk about what they saw, they wouldn't. A few times, media tried to talk to people when kids or hikers would disappear and no one would say a word. I can't really explain it. I guess we just don't really want to admit anything is wrong. This is our job, to be out in the woods every single day. We don't need to be spooked, and the best way to avoid that is to pretend like everything's okay. So I'll tell you everything I can think of, and after that, I'm done talking about it for good, and I expect you not to bring it up to me, around, up around me, ever. Oh, let me catch my breath. <laughs> okay, so PB continues. The stairs have been out here as long as the parks have existed. We have recordings going back decades describing them. Sometimes people go up them and nothing happens. Other times, look, I really don't like talking about this, but sometimes really bad shit happens. I saw one guy get his hand sliced off when he went got to the top step. <laughs> he reached what? Out to touch. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> just like Anakin Skywalker status or what? Just, just, ah! <laughs> no, Luke, I am your father. Big that's I impossible! Mean, it's the same thing. It's the same scene. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Continue. <laughs> I'm tipsy. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, where was I? He reached out to touch a tree branch, and it happened so fast. One second his hand was there, and the next it was gone. Completely clean wound. We didn't find his hand, and the guy almost died. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Abby, is it funny? Is it funny? Um, Cindy, it's kind of funny that his hand disappeared. <laughs> he just vanished. 
fucking just just gone. Here's the thing. I have read all of this and I there were some stories that I was like, I remember this. Copy paste. So this yeah. is news to me as well. <laughs> this man's hand was cut off and disappeared. <laughs> Who do you need straightened up in air? <laughs> Who do you need straightened to another dimension? <laughs> okay. Sure. Oh, that's dark. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you anyway, because we're here. All right. Mom. Mom. Get the fuck off my podcast. <laughs> Sydney. I love you. No, this is too bad. Mom, no. Okay. So, another time, a woman touched one of the stairs and a blood vessel in her brain exploded. Literally exploded, like a water balloon. She sort of stumbled down and came over to me, and all I got out was, I think there's something wrong with me. She dropped like a sack of flour dead before she hit the ground. Oh, God. I'll never forget the way the blood leaked into the inside of her eye. <gasps> oh, no. I told you. I told you. I you, I should have gone through this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he's like, I really should have done my work here. Damn. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Mood. Before she died, I watched it turn red. I watched it happen. and There wasn't a single thing I could do to help. We warned people not to go anywhere near them, but there's always at least one idiot who does. And if nothing happens to them, something bad always happens. Kids go missing as we're on their trail. Someone dies the next day, cut in half in a completely safe part of the park. I don't know why, but something bad always happens. I don't know exactly why they're out here, but it doesn't matter. They're here, and if we were smart, we'd tell our new officers exactly what they're capable of. End quote. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with, <laughs> is it PB? I agree with PB. 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 PB like peanut butter. Okay. Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> Please. Mr. <laughs> Peanut Butter was my father. And he's also me. Um. <laughs> wow. Yeah, don't fuck with forest stairs. I mean, again, it's a given. Yeah, um, you'd think, right? There's a little more, but I'll let you go ahead and speculate real I quick. I just, like, no, I just mean, like, don't leave the trail. I mean, like, on today's episode of Don't Leave, I mean, mine has a little bit of that, too. Don't leave the designated yeah, don't area. don't leave the fucking trail. It's not safe. Okay, and I wanted to point out, though, that you almost, like, fell into a waterfall the last time we were in a a state park. I don't remember. We were at Patrick's Point, and you went over the fence, and my husband nearly had a fucking conniption. And you went over the fence to look down. You, but you could have. It could have crumbled beneath you. I mean, I did go over the fence. But yeah, <laughs> well, okay. And actually, all the of this has been really a drawn out, badass. So the park rangers are at your door to arrest you. Mm, actually, the way I mean, it's such a plot twist. But this you is confess. It's, rec- it's on a recording. You're out of here. <laughs> Stop. You're going to fucking jail. I'm going to jail. <laughs> Where no. were you going to jail? Say? I'm sorry. No, but like I remember, like I hopped. No. Jail. No jail. Um. I, like, hopped over the fence, but I wasn't, like, dicking around, like, climbing to the top. You were, like, 20 feet into the air, dude. Yeah, but I was, like, two inches over the fence. No, you didn't. Yes, you're... Okay, I think think you had some fear sister goggles, and you thought that I was, like, dangling from a fucking string over this goddamn cliff. And I was, like, sitting on a rock. Big sisters of the Friends of Folklore, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I was just, like... You never... You never... Party, it never stops. You know, I imagine that's what being a parent is like, too, but to a much more insane degree. That's why you have me instead. Anyway, continue. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so, um, that was the end of the quote within a quote. Okay. We, we were both quiet for a little while. I was afraid to talk because I wasn't sure if he was done. He looked like he wanted to say something else. Finally, he spoke up again. Quote, have you ever noticed how you can't find the same ones twice? <gasps> I nodded, expecting him to continue. 
but he just stayed quiet, walking alongside me, and eventually he started a story about the biggest deer he'd ever seen in the park. Sure. I didn't bring up the subject again, and I didn't press him for any more stories. That's what he I'm saying. He dropped out of the next... I know, yeah, like... <laughs> Sometimes... Deer just, stories. Just focus on the deer, man. I don't know. He dropped out of the op the next day. Apparently he left before the sun came up. He said he was sick. None of us have heard from him since he left. End quote. Oh, he, he got napped by, by a demon. That's some demon napping. Right there. Or like, the government was like, how dare you? Oh, stop. I mean... <laughs> I mean, the government knows about stairs. I'm assuming... Assume that the I'm gonna knows I'm gonna go stars. out on a limb, um here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know okay, about so that. All right, okay. You I've go got I've got two more. Okay, this one's from part five. Quote: One of the vets at the training op reads no sleep, and he recognized my stories. He knows me pretty well, and we've swapped stories before. He said he asked if he could share something he'd noticed about the stairs and some thoughts he had. Quote within a quote. Sure. I'm really glad you decided to share these. I think it's important that people be aware of what's out there, especially since the Forest Service is doing such a good job of covering it all up, end quote. I asked him what he meant. Quote, what do you mean, what do I mean? The lack of any kind of media attention? No coverage of missing kids or bodies found miles from where they got lost in the first place? David Pollides, I don't know who this is. Um, he mentions David Pollides a couple of times. I think he's a paranormal paranormal writer. I definitely should have looked it up, and I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Probably. And we'll look it up real quick. We got time. We have time. David Paulides. Who are you? Former police officer who is now an investigator and writer known primarily for his self-published books. One dedicated to proving the reality of Bigfoot. So, David Paulides. Um, Quote and a quote. David Paulides hit this right on the head. The Forest Service is doing everything they can to keep people from coming here, even if it isn't safe. Or keep people coming here, even if it isn't safe. I mean, to be fair, it's not like these things happen every day, but the numbers add up and it's worth looking into, especially the stairs. I was surprised you didn't mention the flipped ones, end quote. The, I didn't know what he was talking about. The Look flipped ones? No. The flipped ones? Sure. I didn't know what he was talking about. I couldn't remember him ever talking about something like that. He seemed somewhat incredulous, quote within a quote. Dude, I can't believe we've been on this long without seeing them. No one told you about them? I shrugged and asked him to elaborate. Quote, well, there's the normal stairs, the one that pop up when you're out of ways. I know you know about them. But sometimes I've run across ones that are flipped upside down. I guess it would be like if you had a dollhouse and the stairs were a separate piece. Now take that, flip it upside down so you see the top step is stuck in the dirt, and put it out in the woods. They're like that. I don't see them as often, but they're odd, to say the least. Makes me think of footage taken after a tornado, when houses are all blown apart and random things are left standing, like chimneys and garden walls. Those ones freak me out more than the normal ones, because I can't really write those off as easily. End quote. I don't scare very easily, like most of us who work out here, but that idea stuck with me, and it really bothers me. I'm going to try and find out more about them. He also mentioned how many people were bothered by the guy with no face. He got really excited and told me he'd seen something similar. Quote, I was out on a training exercise a few years ago. I was camped out in my tent, and I heard someone walking around outside of camp. We're told not to wander far, which you know, so I wondered if maybe it was a rookie who'd gotten up to pee and couldn't find his way back. Remember that guy in our group a few years back who almost fell off the damn mountain? Well, I'm paranoid about that happening again, so I got to see what was going on. I went to the edge of camp and I called to whoever it was and told them that camp was this way, but they kept going back out into the woods, so I went after them. I know it was stupid, but I was half asleep and I just really didn't want to deal with some idiot getting hurt. Um, fair. I followed this thing. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> 
I followed this thing on a dead straight course for about a mile, and then it stopped on the edge of a little river. Oh no. I could see the outline of it because the water was reflecting the moon, and it looked like an ordinary guy. He had a pack on, and it looked like he was facing me. I asked if he was okay, if he needed help, and he cocked his head like he didn't understand me. I always have my pocket knife on me, and it's got a little thumb light attached to it, so I turned that on and lit up his chest so I wouldn't blind him. He was breathing slow and deep, so I wondered if he was sleepwalking. I went closer and asked him if he was okay. I moved the light up and something didn't seem right, so I stopped. He kept breathing this real slow, these real slow, deep breaths, and I sort of figured out gradually that this was what was bothering me. It was like he was pretending to breathe, but not actually doing it. Ah, uh, oh, oh, uh, no, oh, it's like when, yeah. oh, okay, like, I'm just gonna, oh, God, no, but it's like when you're, like, aware of your breathing, and so it feels Yeah, wrong. like when people are like, breathe normally. Oh, oh, my okay. chest hurts. Okay, okay go ahead. <laughs> I'm good. His breaths were too even and deep, and all his movements were exaggerated, like his shoulders going up and his chest moving. I told him to identify himself, and he made this muffled noise. I moved the light up, and I shit huh. you not, this guy had no face. Just smooth skin. Oh my god. I freaked out. Oh! <laughs> I freaked out and sort of fumbled my light, but I saw him move toward me, but he didn't actually move. I don't know how to explain it. But one second he was at the edge, <laughs> one second he was at the edge of the river, and the next he was five feet from me. I never <gasps> looked away or blinked. Are you okay? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> me almost vomits. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Are you so okay? sorry? I made like a guttural noise and sounded like I was about to throw up, but I'm not. I'm not going to throw up. I'm just like, whoa. Gonna... I am stop? not going to throw up. <laughs> Do you remember the time? No, I'm so sorry. No, it's good. Oh, okay, that's like some fucking like angel, demon angel, fucking doctor who bullshit. Don't blink. Yeah, then... don't blink. Well, he says, he goes on to say, I never looked away or blinked. It was like he moved so fast my brain couldn't keep up. I tripped and oh. fell on my ass and I could see this line up. Uh, I could see this line <laughs> open up on his throat. It stretched up to his ears and his head tilted back and he smiled at me with his throat. There wasn't any blood, just this gaping dark hole, and I swear he smiled at me with this gash. I got up and ran as fast as I could back to camp. I couldn't hear him following me, but I felt like he was always right behind me, even though when I looked back, I couldn't see him. I calmed down when I got back to camp. The fire was still going, and I guess the pack mentality of being with other people made me stop and breathe a little. I waited by the fire to see if he'd follow me there, but I didn't hear anything else for a few hours, so I went back to bed. I know it sounds weird, but the whole thing was just so surreal that it was almost like I immediately wrote off as my imagination. End quote. Um, so that was part five. That's part five? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he doesn't say anything. So the stairs are not mentioned in part six or seven. Oh, okay. And I think that's why they get a little belligerent in the mm -hmm. final update. Okay, ready? Okay. This is my final update for now. Things have deteriorated here to a degree that I didn't foresee. I didn't know how much writing about these things that are happening out here would affect every single part of my life, and maybe that was stupid of me. Maybe I should have considered it more seriously, but honestly, I just thought I was writing about things that a few people would want to hear. I didn't think it would get this much attention. People ask me about the stairs now. It doesn't happen every day, but when it does happen, I never really know what to say. My bosses know someone is talking about them, and I'm sure that if they know, the higher-ups know and I can tell you that they aren't happy about it. I've been formally told that I am not to speak a word about them to anyone anymore, which is part of the reason why this is my final update. 
I can't risk my job for this. As much as it's been wonderful to get a lot of these off my mind, I do still love my work and I need to be out here. If anything, my being aware of what's really going on is enough reason to stick it out. I may not be able to tell people that they're out there, but if I see them, I can direct traffic away somewhere, to somewhere safer. Because of the amount of stories that have, oh, I'm sorry, because of the amount of attention the stories have gotten, I've heard a lot of stories being swapped back and forth. I've heard so many I can't even remember most of them. The ones I do remember are the ones I wish I could forget. One story that's made the rounds here was about a young woman who disappeared upstate. Initially, everyone assumed she was a runaway. She didn't come from a great home life, and so it really wasn't any kind of surprise that she'd choose to cut and run. But people started coming forward saying that they'd seen her around the park shortly before she vanished. So some of the rangers in the area were sent out to make sure she hadn't, I'm going to use the term self-deleted, okay. or something on any of the back trails. It took them a while, but they did find her. Well, not all of her. No. Just mm. half... Okay. Just <laughs> No, sure. Just half of her tongue and a quarter of her lower jaw. Very clean cuts from what I heard, but they never found the rest of her. Uh, so many stories, so many stories about children, so many of them going missing and turning up in caves wedged in impossibly tight places, so many of them found on mountain peaks or at the bottoms of sheer gullies, missing shoes, missing socks, or found with both in perfect condition despite them being miles and miles away from where they vanished. So many stories of black-eyed people wandering around the woods and calling out in the night, mimicking the sound of running water or a bobcat screaming. One man in particular goes to the news station, to every news station he thinks will listen to him and tells the same story. He was deer hunting, had camped out in a very remote area, and woke up because there was scraping against his tent. This is really fucked up. Take a sip. I'm out. <laughs> oh, go get another one! Oh, no, wait. Uh, Sydney, I am not leaving my bedroom until someone else comes home. <laughs> Are you kidding okay. me? No, it's okay. I'm fair okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, okay. Take a sip of water then. Okay. <laughs> Hydrate. Um, something was scraping against his tent. He thought it was a raccoon or a fox until a thing pressed its face against the door of the tent, at which point he could very clearly make out a human nose and mouth. He kicked at it, but it leapt back and was gone by the time he opened the tent flap, gun at his side. He fired two warning shots, and when the sound had faded... He heard a snap behind him. <sighs> a man was standing at the edge of the campsite. This man was not wearing any clothing, but he also didn't possess any kind of human flesh. Huh. As the hunter described it, the man was made out of some kind of amalgamation of raw meat and hair. As if someone, oh, this is so gross, as if someone had scooped up roadkill and molded it into the shape, the vague shape of a man. The face... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, me too. Ground I mean, beef man. <laughs> that's what they call me. The face was a lumpy and only a rough approximation of a human face. The thing opened its lopsided mouth, and from it came the sound of the gun the hunter had fired. It did this twice before mimicking the sound of the tent zipper and then fleeing into the night. Oh, fuck that. Oh, God, okay. Uh, so, okay. a young couple out for a hike in the rocky areas of my park reported to me yesterday that they had seen something strange out on a peak that I'm very familiar with. They were taking turns looking through a pair of binocular binoculars when the man noticed a hiker climbing up a very steep part of the cliff face. He watched the man scale the, slo the slope and it didn't occur to him until the instant was over that this person had no climbing gear. When the climber reached the top of the peak, which is about five miles away, they turned and faced the young man. He said whoever, or whatever this person was, was looking right at them. The climber waved in an exaggerated manner before snapping in half at the waist sideways and leaping off the peak. <laughs> I know. 
I'm sorry, but like, before you said the snapping and half part, I was like, you know what, bitch? Just fucking get good at mountain climbing. Like, get good. You know what? I don't need no gear. I'm just fucking, well, I'm just that good. motherfucker needs climbing gear. Oh, you're still one of those people? Okay. But then he snapped and Use like, climbing gear. Define snap in half. No, he, he literally says before snapping in half at the waist, sideways, and leaping off the peak. What? That's all sideways. He says. So, like, like, I'm assuming the top half flies sideways off the top half and then both halves fall off a cliff. Oh. Also, he he was spitting he was split in twain. Okay. Sure. I mean, that's kind of how I perceive it, but maybe that's just like a really like poetic way to say like, he leaned over. <laughs> like he like folded in half like right yeah. ear to right ankle like mm, snap. <laughs> oh, that's still pretty creepy. So I possibly mean, that Both too. are terrifying, but Still. So carrying on, the young man didn't see where the climber landed. I sent them on their way with assurances that I'd check it out. I lied. I won't be turning in a report because there are 10 others exactly like it. The climber is well known in that area. I don't question it anymore. Ew. There are so many things that I don't understand. I'm sorry. There are so many things I won't ever be able to understand about my job. And it would take me years to relate all of those things. All of these things that I've heard in the last few months. When I feel like my job isn't in jeopardy, I will come back. It may be a different format, but I will come back. Thank you all for sticking by my side and enjoying the things I've talked about. If you go out into the woods, I encourage you to be safe. Bring water, food, survival equipment. Let people know where you're going and when you'll be back. Don't go uncharted. Don't go on an uncharted path unless you know exactly what you're doing. And above all, don't touch them. Don't look at them. Don't go up them. And that is the end of part eight. Of part eight. So, okay. No, sure. So there was, again, I, I cannot stress enough just how much information there was in these posts. And mm-hmm. how many stories I either didn't have room for or could not stomach reading out loud. Yeah. It's some seriously dark stuff, so read at your own risk. I know I said that, I know I sound like a broken record on this, but like, No, but seriously. definitely. Please be careful. Yeah. Like, above 18, also, guys. Like, I don't know if we have yeah, any. Yeah, 18 plus. I don't know if we have any Adolescent babies. listeners, you not, but. Go do your homework. Yeah, please. Um, dump him. Dump the boyfriend. Go do your homework. It's, I promise. Seriously. He's not I promise. worth it. He's not um, worth it. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> I'm my skin hurts and there's more so sort of um this is just a little brief so on June 12th of 2020 author Renee Rose at medium.com wrote an article on this phenomenon titled isolated staircases are being found in national forests the article first references the stairs in the woods and our friend Sar Woods and their many posts they then share a few reports of people who have seen these stairs and while the majority of the staircases are being found in forests on the con- in the continental U.S., staircases have also been found in Germany and Norway, just according to two reports. And then finally, the article touched on a few theories on what these stairs might be. Do you have any theories before I go on? I mean, so when we talk about, like, the continental United States, like, we talk yeah. about, I mean, we Not grew- Hawaii and Not Hawaii, Alaska. yeah. <laughs> no, that's where I was. Or, or, uh, or Puerto Rico- or Guam, or the Canary yeah, that's what, Islands. That's what that's what that means, or right? Continental Islands. is like yeah, yeah. It means the big teapot shaped part. Okay, great. Um, okay, awesome. Yes, I was just gonna focus on New Mexico because we've been there. Sure. So like, yeah. <laughs> I'm there right now. Yeah, you sure are. Like when <laughs> like our grandparents have have had and have cabins in the woods. Our first, the first cabin that they had burned down in a, in a very mm-hmm. devastating fire. So we lost everything. I mean, so I'm, I, part of me is like, shit happens, it's the woods. 
Like, mm-hmm. things deteriorate, houses fall apart. Um, but I often know that, like, when tornadoes come through, they can leave foundations. Stairs are often found mm-hmm. standing. Certain walls are found. Um, well, have you have you seen pictures of what's left of the cabin? Yes. Yeah, it's just the foundation and the chimney. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Part of the chimney, mm-hmm. right? But the stairs are gone. Yeah. The sta- so, well, the I mean, stairs are made of wood. Yeah. So... Yeah, it, it, I definitely hear you. Like, so that that is actually the very first theory. Like theory. Good old, okay. Yeah, good old Occam's razor. They are simply leftover pieces of structures that fell down a long time ago, and that makes sense when you consider that many of them are stone. Though it doesn't explain the pristine condition described in many, if not most, stories. Uh huh. Or like, you know, I mean, good old Sar Woods explained that this was national land. This was not places where you were allowed to build things. But that doesn't necessarily mean that people didn't do it anyway yeah i mean you know if this is 30 miles off the path, like what's gonna like, stop them yeah, yeah like we've met you know we've met okay. so yeah that is that is the first theory the second theory do you know what a pulpit is a pulpit yeah like a priest mm-hmm. <laughs> okay uh-huh. no i mean yes so, i've heard the word so it's like that little that little that little cute little juliet's balcony where they Pre-stuff. Oh yes. Okay. Sure. 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 Some sure. people th- we're, we are not religious folk. Some no. people theorize that these stairs are pulpits for the devil. Like um, I mean, <laughs> they're strategically sure. placed so that sinister sinister sermons can be form be like performed at the top steps. And my response to this theory is whatever. I mean, here's my here's the tea. This is gonna get me in trouble. I know. Me too. I don't know. I felt like if. The devil's the opposite of Jesus. Now, that's not based in any sort of fact. <laughs> but, like, let's say that they're, like, opposites. I feel like my man's more for, like, a general democracy. And, like, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy to, like, be above anyone else. So, if well, he's going to like, give a sermon, like, I feel like it's going to be on, like, level ground. Like, campfire so style. I, I don't know. Like, campfire style. Yeah, you know, sitting around the camp. No, I, I, I miss, I totally see why you got that. I mean, like... For Satan worshippers. Oh, my sincere. I thought we meant, like, the devil. I was like, I literally <laughs> said the devil, which is why you thought that. But no, I mean, like, okay. So, third and final theory is that these are portals to other worlds. Okay. I And that's, okay. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of with that? Yeah. That, yeah this is I my mean, favorite. That would be my second my guess. Too. Some believe that climbing the staircase in the woods will distribute the climber into another dimension. I like this one. Not because I think it's very likely, but because it's the most, like, folkloric. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love a good dimension switch. Count me. I mean, don't. Please. I like this. I mean, I don't. We talked about this a little bit in the Bridget Cleary episode about fairy folk. Or fairy forts. Beg your pardon. Um, I love the word folkloric when I said that. Fairy forts and, like, how you can kind of, you know, disappear in fairy rings, be taken somewhere else. And I think that because people go missing in forests all the time for any number of reasons, it kind of makes sense that there needs to be an explanation. So, if someone... Um, I mean, we, again, in the um, in the long-lost Forbidden Hoodle Folk episode that you'll never hear. My m- mom's so mad about it. Um, but <laughs> you keep again, bringing it up. I'm not mentioning it. <laughs> I know. But a similar thing. That they would, you know, take people or that people would get lost and, you know, snatch. Like, you know, again, they're yeah. out in the woods. And if yeah. you stumble upon their homes, you know, all bets are off. They're going to harm you. Exactly. Well, and if someone disappeared in the same area as a staircase, one could theorize that perhaps they climbed when they shouldn't have and ended up someplace else. If sure, we, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Again, if we've learned anything here at TFOF, it's that people will come up with explanations for the unexplainable. 
While I don't think it's mm-hmm. necessarily the healthiest coping mechanism, I can certainly understand why some people might find comfort in it. I mean, same. <laughs> There's something, it takes, yeah, it takes the power away. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you. When you give something else an explanation, like, no, 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 don't go near the stairs. They're going to take you to another universe. That's what happened to Timmy. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to be like Timmy. And just like, avoid it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, it gives you control over an uncontrollable situation. And it's probably a lot easier to think, oh, they went up that staircase and maybe they're okay somewhere. Then, oh, we'll never know what happened. Like, it's heartbreaking. Exactly. I totally, totally understand why people come up with these explanations. Oh, 110%. So, I don't know. That makes so sense. So, it's like a, you know, it's a superstition. It's, you know, stay away from the stairs in the woods so we can maybe, and yeah, for the for the SAR officers as well, stay away from the stairs in the woods and we have a better chance of finding this person. Yeah, exactly. Don't get distracted. I mean, also, like, yeah. if you climb up those stairs, you might die. It might oh, yeah, you could die. There's stairs. There's stairs to nothing. You could totally fall off and die. There's no support. Or they could collapse under you. Know? You're totally right. Exactly. So it's just, yeah. Basically, that is the story of the stairs in the wood slash SAR woods and their many horrific woodland adventures. Wow. Honestly, such good work. Thank Holy you. shit. Like, <gasps> Like, I'm clapping. I'm like, <laughs> wow. Oh my god, wow. Um, wow. wow. Should we take a good, quick break wow. so I can pee and then we can get on to your story? Yes, right. absolutely. Okay, pause. pause, pause. Looney Tunes back in action. Looney Tunes back in You know what? That's an incredibly underrated film. Is it? Yeah, Looney Tunes back in action. That's the one with Brendan Fraser. Oh, where he plays Brendan, he canonically plays Brendan Fraser's stunt double. Exactly. It's actually, that's actually a really good joke. And you have to so admit good. it. So good. It's so good. I mean, there's Mummy movies good more film. than Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I love Brendan Fraser. All right. So I guess I'm just going to jump right into it because y'all have been here for an hour and a half. So I had a really like, I guess, hard time coming up with a topic for this week's episode. I wanted it to be super like insane. But then Friends of Folklore, Sydney suggested something that I consider to be, well, not anymore, but absolutely terrifying. Um, I think Sydney's story takes the cake. <laughs> but now I'm very, very scared. But um, I remember when I first heard about this topic and it was really like before we had gotten into true crime or anything of that sort. I mean, like, again, like the scariest thing that we had ever watched was like Doctor Who. So it's oh, safe yeah. to say that this is one of the first cryptic or beings that low-key kept high school Abby up at night. <laughs> so hold on to your pasta, friends of folklore. It's about to get creepy. <laughs> like it wasn't creepy before. <laughs> like it wasn't, I know. I really wrote these notes as if I was going first. Um, now, I know that I normally begin our tales with like a little bit of history. Hell, I even give you the name of the topic. But since it's the finale, why don't we begin with a uh, murder most foul? Ooh. Any so. uh, any trigger warnings at the top? Trigger warning: child, child death. I aye, mean, aye. It, just just child child harm. Mom. Um. The mom. Story, mom. Mom. <laughs> I know that you tried to sneak in for part two, mom. I know that you did. I know we've met. Um. Again, don't don't yeah, don't really. do it. Okay. So, our story begins on the morning of May 31st, 2014, and Waukesha, or Waukesha, W-A-U-K-E-S-H-A, so Waukesha. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, Waukesha, Wisconsin. Three 12-year-old girls named Anissa, Morgan, and Peyton were playing hide-and-seek in a forest nearby a local park. The trio had spent the previous night together at a slumber party and were just, like, continuing to hang out the next day, as 12-year-olds do. Mm-hmm. During this round of hide-and-seek, Peyton was being seeked 
by Anissa and Morgan. Once the two found Peyton, they pinned her down and stabbed her 19 times Jesus all over her body. fucking Christ! With a kitchen knife. I am never playing hide-and-seek again. Don't. Not with, two, not with these two 12-year-olds. Yeah, Jesus. After God. the pair... Uh, I'm so sorry. There was just, like... The articles that I've read about this went into detail, and I am not going to. Yeah. I am not. We're not doing that. Yeah. There is no reason for that. These are minors. Okay. That's an, I mean, and that's another reason why I chose, I don't know if I should have, but that's why I chose their first names. I don't yeah. know, choosing their last names no, made choosing it seem. Their first names is better, and those probably aren't their real first names because they're minors. So that's my okay. thought process as it's well. Something good. Okay. Um, so after the pair stabbed Peyton, they told her that they would leave to go get help, but they never returned. Jesus. Eventually, Peyton in a moment of pure strength dragged herself and dragged herself to a nearby road where she was found by a cyclist and they called 911. Oh my god. Anissa and Morgan were found about five miles away from where Peyton was. The knife that they used in the stabbing was still in their bag. And while Anissa seemed upset and slightly guilty over what had happened, Morgan... (laughs) had show, showed no signs of empathy. Miraculously, Peyton survived. Are you serious? Um, really? Yeah. Oh my serious. god. That's I... why I was like, it's a trigger warning for child death, but Peyton survived. Oh, thank god. Um, oh, and she baby. possesses, dude, the strength on this child. Yeah. She went back to school three months later. Fuck, I'd never leave my house again. I, I, yeah, no, count, count me homeschool. Like, I would count never. I'd be like, COVID who? I COVID who? This yeah. Shit, man. No, I got stabbed in the woods. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> no, thanks. God. Thanks. Now, you may be like sitting there, and many of you have probably heard the story, but for those of you that haven't, you may be sitting there wondering what on earth possessed Morgan and Anissa to harm Peyton in such a violent way. Well, the reason they gave the police was to appease none other than Slenderman. Morgan and Anissa had discovered Slenderman on a Wikipedia page called Creepypasta, um, which is associated with, I believe, the main Reddit. Mm -hmm. Um, The pair not only believed that Slenderman was real, but they believed that he was going to harm their families. Um, This is a very common thread with Slenderman, is that People act, um, I mentioned the term later, but it's as a proxy. They do something for Slender Man to protect their family. Jesus. So they, basically the only way to protect themselves from his acts is to demonstrate their loyalty. And apparently they had it in their minds that the only way to prove their loyalty was by murdering someone. Jesus. Um, once they did this, the girls believed that they would be granted safety into his, and I shit you not, mansion. And be able to prove his existence to the entire world. Slender However, it's Slender Man, Sydney. Sorry, now is not the time. I know, I'm sorry. But great joke. No, good work. No, honestly, ten out of ten. That was a great joke. Anyway, um, however, it's it's not always just that. You know, it's not always just oh, he told me to. Uh-huh. It's a little bit deeper than that because during police interviews, it was discovered that Morgan had been hearing quote unquote ghosts since oh. the age of three. Oh no so it was a combination of these ghosts and the discovery of slender man that morgan claims told her they you know in six like together to kill her best friend um okay so the girls so sorry i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt you it's very confusing. Yeah, go ahead. The girls know each other. Yeah, so Morgan, Anissa, and Peyton are best friends. Holy fuck. Okay, I'm sure you said that. I just missed it. But, like, 
My brain no, was kind of like, okay, they're neighbors, they were friends. Or maybe, like, they just went to school Well, they together. were just at a sleepover together. Oh, they do go, they definitely go to school together. So mm-hmm. she... And so they're all they're friends. best friends. Mm-hmm. This is why you're my only friend. Honest to God. It's like I mean, you... To be completely honest. My husband, yeah, no, mom, it. and, like, two other people. And it's not that, safe. That, that is the reason why. Not safe. <laughs> um, yeah, no, friends may come and go, but Slenderman is forever. Jesus so. Christ. So, it was discovered, again, throughout police investigations, that Morgan and Anissa actually had a different plan to attack Peyton. Oh, wow. Apparently, during the night of the um, sleepover, mm-hmm. that was their plan. And again, this article that I read goes into great detail about what their plan was to harm Peyton. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I don't blame you. No. I'm so sorry. If Google you would it. like to Google it, that is fine. Well, we're not doing this that This is here a folklore uh, podcast. It's, it's only explicit because we fuck yeah. a lot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's because all I do is cuss. Yeah. But no, we're not doing that. Um, no. But basically, they decided that the night of, they were too tired to murder her. And so they were like, we'll let her live another day, which is just so fucked. <laughs> they were planning to kill her in the park the next morning. And then as things do in a game of hide and seek, plans change. Um, sorry, so it's, sorry not it's not funny. funny. It's not funny. At it's not, all. but it's, it's I'm so uncomfortable. Right? Yeah, it's so painful. My back hurts. Um, okay, both both Anissa and Morgan were tried in a court of law as adults at the age of fifteen. When everything finally happened, this happened when they wow. were twelve. Everything was settled when they were fifteen, but they were both tried as adults. Okay, Anissa pleaded guilty to being part of attempted second degree homicide. And was later found not guilty by mental disease or defect. That's the technical term. Right, your their words, not yours. Use that terminology. Those are those. That that's a literal court of law. Morgan accepted a plea offer in which she would not go to trial, but rather be evaluated by a psychiatrist. Um, I don't think that's abnormal for children that age. It isn't, but again, they were tried as adults, which makes it very interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, a lot but she about took that. a plea deal. Yeah. Okay. Because it. It became very apparent that Morgan was the... Instigator? The... the Yes. Okay. Exactly. And Anissa was an accessory. Um, Anissa was sentenced to 25 years to life. Um, also, I didn't... I did not know this, but did you know that a life sentence isn't 100 years? What is it? I think it's like 45. Well, I guess most people commit crimes when they're older than 12, so... Yeah, so it's it's kind of like as good as life. I, my understanding is so when you see like that's why when you see someone with multiple life sentences it's not because they're just like really trying to stick it to them <laughs> like, they're gonna leave their yeah, body in like, the cell and, for and, like a century yeah like and stay in you know um it's because there's actually a time limit on that i'm not quite sure but right so she was sentenced 25 years to life mm-hmm. and that sentence included three years um spent in solitary confinement for holy Anissa. shit that's so bad isn't that terrifying um morgan was sentenced to 40 years to life so that gets confusing yeah again with the same three-year solitary confinement both are actually still in jail to this day but it's very interesting well it's only 2014 that one, makes sense yeah well yeah definitely no yeah i'd be like super pissed if they weren't yeah but recently one of them actually came back into the news very recently really anissa is actively seeking release she had a court hearing on march 10th 2021 holy shit she submitted a letter to the court that she was and i quote sorry and deeply regretful for the agony pain and fear i have caused not just to peyton but to my community as well 
She also stated that I hate my actions on May 31st, 2014, but through countless hours of therapy, I no longer hate myself for it. That's what she wrote in a letter to the court. The judge on the case did not rule on her release, but another court date has been set to reconsider her request. Interesting. Okay. However, Morgan's appeal to the court was to be retried as a juvenile. Huh. And this was rejected. Yeah. They were like, no. Get I mean, out of here. I, I, you know, I'm kind of of two minds because, and like, starting off on a tangent, I feel like oftentimes trying children as adults is a really problematic practice. I feel like oftentimes mm-hmm. it is used. How do I put this? Well, systematically in a very like racist. Yeah, setting, I was gonna say often. yeah, like very like unequally, like very mm-hmm. m- much more often on people of color than on white people, and I don't know anything about these girls other than the names you've told. Me. I I do not know their races. Yeah, no, but I do not. I I just I have like, it's like why do we try people as children at all? if you're just going to decide not to do that half the time. I don't know. I, I have, like, maybe somebody with more it's information a... on that can kind of educate us on that, or, like, I can do more research into it. I just... You know, let me know in the comments. My 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 morality... Yeah, my morality kicks in. I think yeah, I, I just... Like, my, like, my... I'm, like, I, I'm torn. I'm real touchy. I'm, like, they're children. I'm real... Yeah, I'm like, it's... it's fucked up. What they did to Peyton is, like, unforgivable, but also, like... Mm-hmm. And clearly, there's also something else to play, especially in yeah. Morgan's health. Well, and I, I'm just... That was unidentified. I'm very apprehensive of systemic things that can be very easily exploited. Exactly. No, yeah. agree. As well, we all should be. Yeah. But Morgan's appeal to be retried as a juvenile was rejected, mm-hmm. and her lawyers petitioned the state Supreme Court to review the ruling, but nothing has come of it. Got it. During June of 2014... Members of the creepy pasta community actually raised money for Peyton, mm-hmm. and as I understand, she is still alive to this day. I know nothing about her, and I'm gonna leave it that way. Yeah. And you should too. Yeah, leave her alone. Now you're may now now that you're good and sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you may be wondering how the fuck does a creepy pasta post lead to an attempted murder? And to answer that question, I have to take you back to the beginning, to the creation of Slenderman. Slenderman was created on June 10th, 2009 by Eric Knudsen under the pseudonym Victor Surge, which is where I was just like getting my opinions from earlier. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Getting my lingo. Slenderman was created as a submission post in the thread of of the Something Awful Internet Forum. Okay. And the reason why he was created is because Victor Surge was cre- was participating in, like, a subcategory of that forum. Mm-hmm. It was a Photoshop contest. And that, that challenged submitters to create paranormal images. Okay. Surge created two black and white images. Both, um, these are both photos of groups of children. And mm-hmm. in the background, he's added a tall, thin, spectral figure that wears a black and white suit. The figure has no face, which is just a trend. Um, (laughs) And it's just a blank white space where his face should go. One of the reasons these photos really took off is because Serge actually added quotes beneath these photos from witnesses, quote unquote, that witnessed this tall tall child. (laughs) Sorry. It's tall child. Get um, some rest, tall child. You can't keep burning the candle at both ends. He's just really misunderstood. Um, this tall creature, take the child, take children. So the quotes are as follows. And you can click the photos. I don't know if you actually told you to open up that oh, document. Wait, where or did you I send them to send... me? Did I not send them to you? Oh, this is no, I, I haven't checked. Hold on. Before I, no, before I, I sent I it to you. you a liar. 
Hello. Okay, You've I have seen check. these. I mean, internet. If you were alive in 2009, you've, you've seen, seen these. Hang on. I, you've seen Oh, them. yeah. I, okay, cool. So I've the seen first this. one. The quote read, we didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But it's persistent sti- silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. Jesus Christ. And then in this photo, you see like a bunch of children very close to a camera. And there's very like a very angsty again. looking child. Oh, in the, in yeah. The, the one here. on the front... He's mad, and I don't he's, blame him. Yeah, he's having to murder because there's a creepy, like, giant tall man behind him. The second photograph, I believe the quote is included in that photograph, but I'll read it off anyway. One of the two recovered photographs from Sterling City Library Blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformity cited as film defects by officials. Fire at the library occurred one week later, actual photograph confiscated as evidence. Ooh. And this was 1986 photographer Mary Thomas, missing since June 13th, 1986. I like, um, he's got, I like that he's got um, like tentacles in this one. In the second one, yeah. In the second yeah. one, he's like a little bit more squid-like, and I and I I like that for him because he looks like he's just like honestly, he just looks like he's like a fucking clown at a party. <laughs> yeah, he does look kind of weird. <laughs> he's just, like, well, hanging out with the kids, like <laughs> there's like um there's like H.P. Lovecraft influence, isn't there? Yes, I'm gonna get to that. Oh, sorry. Once these two photos were posted. The story spread like wildfire. It spawned numerous amounts of cosplay, fan art, and additional fictional stories of Slenderman that ended up on Creepypasta. The creation of Slenderman quickly spun off from its creator and truly gained a life of its own. Because of the phenomenon, Slenderman has evolved over the years in terms of personality and appearance. But normally, Slendy is seen as the following. A very tall and thin character with unnaturally long tentacle-like arms, or just tentacles instead of arms. Mm -hmm. These arms can extend kind of like Elastigirl, (laughs) (laughs) so it's easier for him to snatch up small children. Mm-hmm. Normally, Slender Man appears to be faceless, just a blank slate where the face should go. But according to some reports, Slender Man will show his true face once he captures you. Kind of like the Phantom of the Opera, but with like less masks. Sure. I know he didn't choose to show her. I know, like, I know the plot of Phantom of the Opera, don't come for me. But just like <laughs> similar vibes. Right. Um, almost all creations of Slender Man have him wearing this long black and white suit. Yeah. I'm sure that, like, when he created it, it's, like, a narrative on, like, corporate greed or something. Um, but I also just love, like, Slender Sorry, Man. Sorry, hold on. Just this idea. It's, like, it's, like, Wall Street's the real Slender Man. Right? Like, this creature in a suit comes and steals you away, and you're like, oh, ain't that just the corporate life? Like, I don't know. Maybe, but... Capitalism. <laughs> capitalism that's the real criminal here yeah um that's the real slender man but i kind of like how slender man is just like just because i'm committing crimes against humanity doesn't mean i can't look nice doing it you know yeah you um, know, he's tan so fancy france would be tan france would be proud that's all i'm saying so you can usually find slendy because he hangs out in the forest or abandoned locations since sure. he has the ability to teleport apparently um it's pretty easy to find him 
all over the place. That man, he's everywhere. So let's say you're walking around the woods with your friends and you have no plans to stab them. Y'all are just walking and you begin to feel a sense of onset paranoia, delusions, and nosebleeds. You could be experiencing <gasps> altitude sickness. What? Abby, you had a nosebleed earlier. Oh no, don't. Mm, I'm still... Oh no. Oh god, I forgot. I I think a roommate has come home, but don't 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 put that on me. Sorry, I'm sorry. Have... There is no such thing as Slenderman. <laughs> My levels of paranoia and delusion are right where they should be, in the normal <laughs> range. Um, Got it. Where I normally keep them. Checking the gauges so, and it's within a normal range. Yes. But you could be experiencing altitude sickness, but we all know that the prob- more probable outcome is that Slender Man is around the corner. Oh, naturally. So if you're experiencing those things in a forest and your first thought isn't, hey, we should leave, I'm informing you that Slender Man or not, leave. Yeah. Um, this, I didn't realize, I did not know your story beforehand. Um, no, I did not no, I didn't. this would be such a theme, but yeah, my god. Like, stay out of the leave. woods. Just, just, just don't. Just, just go to just Chipotle. Don't it's touch the same. Anything. It's the I same promise. thing. It's not the same thing. It's the same thing. I love the woods. Um, just be careful. Stay away from stairs and slender persons. Yeah, and if you don't feel good, leave. Yeah. And or earlier stories about Slenderman, and I think that the photographs are partly to blame for this, but he was believed to target young children or young adults well, to yeah, capture I think, and do his bidding, which makes sense. I think that's definitely what these pictures imply, because he's only yeah. hanging out with little kids. You know, it's kind of... Yeah. No, definitely. And again, this is, I mentioned this earlier, but that's where the term proxies come into play. So basically proxies are puppets that do whatever Slenderman wants them to in exchange for protection or something like that. Right. As we can see in the earlier story. Now, before we get into some additional sightings or stories, there's something quite spectacular about Slenderman that we need to address. And that even though on a base level, you and I and the audience understand that Slenderman is a fictional creation because, but because of his vague description and intent like the lore develops around him Mm -hmm. and the entirety of his backstory becomes collaborative in nature Mm -hmm. everything about him is shrouded in a blanket of mystery so those who are telling his story have the ability to and liberty to embellish and change the narrative and this is widely different for a few reasons but like a lot of folklore stories there's a basis you know like we we know that if you go into the ditch, she's going to steal you looking for her children. We right. have, we have a, but Slender Man, we don't know why he's doing what he's doing. We don't yeah. know who he's going to take and we don't know why. There's no motive. Yeah. And you could argue that Slender Man is a cautionary tale to keep children out from wandering in the woods. But that isn't the only, say, place we see Slender Man manifest, especially as stories no. were created. You see him... You know, there was a sensation of people dressing up as Slender Man and no. appearing. No. Yes? I just disagree. I just disagree. With oh, that. I think I you're like telling your cat. Okay. What's no, wrong? No, no, my cat isn't. My cat's just screaming. I just don't like that people are dressing up as Slender Man. It's like four or five years ago when everyone was dressing up as clowns and wandering around the fucking, like, Oh, no, yeah. Like, just stop it. <laughs> stop Louis, it. You were saying no. I thought you were talking to your cat, and I was like, are you possessed? Like, we don't have time. We don't, we don't have, have time, time for this. Possessed. Okay, is your nose bleeding? What are your parameters for paranoia? Honestly, are they in check? Are they at normal range? So anyway. I don't know. Okay, carry on. But I'm if you scared. recall... I'm putting my hood up. 
Slenderman became a sensation because people would often dress up as him and appear in dark alleys, the end of hallways, at the top of stairs. Um, I you know, like that at all. dressed as Slenderman. So he gained this reputation for truly being around any corner and then in turn yep. created this idea that he can capture anyone at any time and there is no stopping him. Amongst folklore... Um, An allegory for capitalism. <laughs> truly. Amongst folklore... Here, it's okay, bro. <laughs> Are you okay? Sorry. I'm sorry, my cat is screaming. <laughs> it's okay. It's scaring me. <laughs> Because I'm afraid of Slender Man. It's going to be fun. He's so fake. Okay. So. I know he is. I know he is. Amongst folklorists and enthusiasts alike, Slender Man is considered the first quote unquote modern campfire story. And when I mean, when I say that, like we've mentioned before, you know, the tales of spooky creatures hiding in the woods when we like literally went to camp. But now because of the internet, because of social media and sites like Creepypasta, people are able to share, manipulate, and replicate stories of Slender Man in particular, but anything, in a way we have never seen before, and on a mass volume level that has never been created before. So well, that's why that's why I wanted to do this lore episode about Creepypasta, because it's kind of like accelerated modern folklore. Oh, 110%. Like, it's, it's folklore happening at the speed of light. Exactly. And so that's why I was so interested in it. Yeah. Well, nowadays... So, yeah, 100%. That makes perfect sense. Well, nowadays we can see a creepypasta story coming from miles away. You know, something that's reasonable, yeah. but just out of reach. But when Slender Man was created, he started this new age of creepy stories mm-hmm. all told online for anyone to reach. Which is, again, why these two girls claimed, you know, they did what they did for him is because of how accessible he was. And at any time, mm-hmm. you know, especially when he came about, you could find countless blogs, posts, websites strictly about Slenderman and all of the ways that he could, you know, potentially harm you. So very often we'll see stories of Slenderman that is attached to or associated with other creatures of folklore. And that was done mm-hmm. entirely on purpose. I actually found an excerpt of an interview with the creator where he says the following. I was mostly influenced by H.P. Lovecraft, Stephen King, specifically his short stories, the surreal imagings of William S. Burroughs, and couple games of the survival horror genre, Silent Hill, and Resident Evil. I feel the most direct influences were Zach Parsons' That Insidious Beast and the Stephen King short story, The Mist. The essay tale... Oh, that's a creepy one. Right? The essay tale regarding... Um, an essay is literally S-A, not like an essay. I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. I'm not sure what that means. The okay. Rake, which I've heard about the story of, quote unquote, The Rake, which is about shadow people. Oh, okay. Mothman and the Mad Gasser of Mattoon. I use these to formulate a something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and cause general unease and terror in a general population. So many people believe that Slender Man opened up a new age of folklore. Because of this. And it's clear that, you know, he compiled a great deal of inspiration from other classic works. And again, it's it's so ambiguous, this creature of the night, that it can be ter- interpreted in so many ways and attached with so many other folklore tales that Slender Man really could be anything. Um, and I have a few tales to kind of, you... like, back that idea. Yes. Are you familiar with the work of William S. Burroughs? No, I am not. Tell me more. It's, I mean, I don't know a ton, and I could be thinking of the wrong person, but it's very, like, warped mm-hmm. and stretchy and, like, kind of psychedelic. And I don't think that the psychedelic reads in Slender Man, but I definitely feel like the sort of 
inhumanly long, kind of very inhumanly thin sort of warped image of Slenderman definitely kind of reads there. If that makes oh, sense. absolutely. I Okay, I'm totally with you. And I think that that's one of those qualities. But again, he's... Mm-hmm. he's taken there's bits and pieces of Slenderman from all types of folklore and all types of fiction science fiction so he kind of was well, like if... the breakout star of modern folklore it's kind of awesome when you think about it but oh, I yeah. mean that's yeah that's kind of how you how you do imitation like I remember I took a a fairy tale class in college and the final was we had to write our own fairy tale and you, that's kind of what you do you take little bits of inspiration from every little thing around you i mean that's that's what writing is like people like to pretend like they're always coming up with perfectly original stories but all you all any artist is is an amalgamation of everything they've encountered oh 110 percent and manifested in a new way so yeah that's that's really fascinating though and like that's that's i'm so glad you're touching on this because it's exactly what i wanted from this episode is this new age of folklore. Oh, a hundo. We have a few small tales of things that occurred in the name of Slenderman. And I figured that this was a more important thing to touch on than random, like, Slenderman sightings because he's not real. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> so people... we kind of started to talk about this while we were paused because of your heater. But, mm-hmm. so, I'm sorry, I'll wait until we get in further into it. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 it's okay. They're very small. So... After hearing the story of um, the three young girls, an unidentified woman from Cincinnati, Ohio, told a TV reporter in June of 2014 that her 13-year-old daughter had attacked her with a knife and had written macabre fiction, some which involving Slender Man, who her mother said motivated the attack. Jesus. Everyone lived. Mm-hmm. On September 14th, or so September 4th, 2014, a 14-year-old girl in Port Richley, Florida, allegedly set her family's house on fire while her mother and her 9-year-old brother were inside. Oh my god. Police reported that the teenager had been reading online stories about Slenderman, as well as Atushi Okubo's manga Soul Eater, which is very, very creepy. Okay. The county sheriff's office said that the girl had, quote, visited the website that contains a lot of Slenderman information and stories. And it would be safe to say that there is a connection to that. So again, a lot of things that I stumbled across where people found these blogs, websites. I mean, they were everywhere. They were yeah. consuming the internet at this time. You know, I, I mean, must... you remember Tumblr back in 2014? Like, it was insane. You no, know, I was only 20 years old in 2014, but I guess I just wasn't hip because I don't remember. I mean, I remember, like... I knew who Slenderman was, but I didn't know any of this shit happened. Well, it felt... Well, I didn't either until now, but, like, I remember, like, the blogs and, like, just... I remember it was all over my Tumblr feed. See, I wasn't really on Tumblr at that time. I was mostly on Reddit, so you'd think I would have been all over it. Sorry, I found my Tumblr login the (laughs) other day. Mm -hmm. Very scary in there. Um, Oh, no. We lamb. Oh, she's such a sweet, sweet angel. Because I was 20, (laughs) you were 17. That's a dangerous time to have internet access. Yeah, truly. But, like, again, but like you see this 14-year-olds, you know, 13-year-olds. Like, these are formative years. Yeah, no kidding. And especially if there's a resurgence in social media in a way that there had never has never been before. Yeah. Like, it's safe to say. It's going to have an effect. So, we're just going to go ahead and go with a suicide trigger warning real quick. During an early 2015 epidemic of suicide attempts by young people aging 12 to 24 Jesus. on Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, mm-hmm. Slender Man was cited as an influence. 
The tribe president noted that many Native Americans traditionally believed in a quote-unquote suicide spirit, similar to Slender Man. Others described the quote-unquote big man as a messenger or sign warning that society is developing in a dangerous direction. Got it. So again, we see instances in where other cultural things become influenced by right, Slender Man. Of, he, again, they kind he, of mesh. They mesh in a very unique way that I just I find incredibly devastating and interesting all at the same time. Yeah. But despite the fact that Slender Man has been created and time again time and time again he is not actually a part of he's not actually a part of the public domain. He's still owned by the creator, but the media rights to Slender Man are actually owned by a company known mythology known as Mythology Entertainment. And they were purchased in 2016, which I think is very, very interesting. The choice made to purchase him, in a way, after all of these attacks and after all of these instances. So kind I of when know, it began to die down. I know there were movies and I know there was a video game. Like a Don't really... worry, I'm about to get into Okay, this. okay, okay. Story. Mm-hmm. No, it's fine. No, you, you and I have the same brain. But editions <laughs> of Slenderman have still appeared in Supernatural, Law and Order... Big Mouth, I haven't seen the most recent season, so I don't know, Community, and other shows. There's the famous game based on Slender Man known as Slender the Eight Pages, Uh which I think your shitty high school boyfriend used to play, which is written in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) If you listen to this podcast, fucking leave, my bro. Yeah, get the fuck out (laughs) This is not for you. (laughs) I don't know if you... You know who you are. I, I I don't wish ill on anybody but as my as the younger sister i am willing to throw hands i think it's the same that if any of my exes were like let oh, me listen yeah. so you'd no, be like no, think no. again no like, no 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 you are like i'm over it but i don't expect you to be over it like like i'm sure no, you're I'm over your exes over but it. i'm like i'm gonna fuck them up but you know <laughs> like no you know what i still have some opinions no i still exactly. have some things i need to um, voice to express <laughs> Consider this your formal disinvitation to the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry. Oh, Makes us sound like such petty bitches, no, which we are. We are, but um, we don't want to sound that way. No, yeah. <laughs> I am a petty bitch, but I don't want to sound, I don't want to come off like that. <laughs> um, not a fan. No. But I remember, like, watching the gameplay, and it's incredibly unsettling, but again, very well done. Um, overall, I think that we know that Slender Man is a work of fiction, but his association with other types of folklore and his common resurgence on the internet every few years makes one kind of just take a second, and I did not realize that I wrote this when I wrote this, but there's something that we've learned from this entire episode is sometimes things happen that make one tilt their head and question what is in the woods. <laughs> and that is the story of Slender Man. Oh my god, good job. Yeah, Abby had no idea what I was covering, so that was really... I had no idea! Like, I told the fact you that this I wrote morning. that whole, like... Yeah, after I had written these notes. You know, it's just, it's just so fascinating because you think... You think of folklore as things that have existed for hundreds, if not thousands of years. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I was, I was saying, like, when we were paused, that it's almost like a... I don't know if I want to, like, compare it to that, but... You know, it's it's... Slenderman himself is not responsible. It's it's the people. It's what pe- he made people do. It's very like Charles Manson. Like, oh, it yeah. was his influence, not his actual well, and crimes. I think that, yeah, I mean, you see that happen time and time again. You see people react certain ways or do harmful things to other people or even themselves in the name of Charles Manson, in the name of 
pop stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Illuminati. We don't have time, and I refuse. But, like, look at it. Dude, we really don't the fucking power... have time, but look at QAnon. Oh, I, I can't. I'm so sorry. I I, yeah, we really I don't, don't have time for that. Sick. That's really not why we're here. <laughs> we did creepypasta as a finale, but that's... I'm gnomes are coming so soon um, <laughs> so, so open season two up with some pg rated stuff yeah but let's I mean, let's talk about season two a little bit um do you yeah. have any ideas of what you're gonna cover well i think i'm gonna start off a little a little lighter bitch <laughs> a little lighter but you know i'd like you know i'd love to get yeah more into i haven't really thought about topics yet but i'm interested to hear about what you're thinking about well i know for sure that one thing i really want to do um, is I want to talk about lost civilizations because I think they're fascinating. Like I kind of want to do a series. Oh my God, they're so fascinating. Yeah. And I want to talk about the concept of the great American novel. Um, and like okay. stories that kind of like folklore in the sense that these are stories that stay with us and why. Um, yeah, definitely. We'll definitely have more creepy bits. You know, we'll definitely have more fiends of folklore in the mix, but I, I'm really interested into getting, spending some of this time off doing real deep dives into some of these topics. And I mean, folklore is everything. You you know, when we we started the podcast, I don't think either of us truly, like, thought outside of literally Paul Bunyan and the Loch Ness Monster, because it was, why would you? Yeah. Um, We all thought we were going back to work um, (laughs) in the summer. Fools. So, fools. But it truly encapsulates cultures, history. I mean, it is everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're here to take you guys along for the ride. And we hope, you know, you have some, you know, ideas. Share them with us. Please. Um, Where can they share them with us? It's a great time to mention. Yeah. Yeah. um, Please, you know, thefriendsoffolklore at gmail.com. I want to hear your stories. We want to hear the topics that you guys want us to cover. Yeah. Again, you know, it doesn't have to be folklore. If it can be spooky, it can be... History. Uh, I love to talk about history. Yeah. I love to talk about literature. I love to talk about all kinds of different things. So yeah, whatever is on your mind that you think would make an interesting topic, give us a shout out. Um, You can also DM us on Instagram and Facebook. And I think Twitter. I'm not much of a tweeter. Oh yeah, no, you can send DMs on Twitter. I mean, you don't, but you can. But you can. <laughs> I'm kidding. Please um, communicate with us in any way you feel comfortable. Our social um, is... By searching. Yes. Friends of Folklore, that's Friends of Folklore without the R-E, or you can search the Friends of Folklore. And, yeah, we just want to hear from you guys, and please, um, make sure that you guys rate, review, subscribe, please, follow, please, please. share, if you see one of our posts, you know, give it a like, give it a retweet, um, we've grown so much this year, and, but we want to grow even more, and we want your, you know, bring in your friends, bring, you know, we're friends of folklore, bring them on in, everyone's welcome <laughs> at the table. Um, except for shitty high school exes, apparently. Yeah, except for the exes. They get to sit outside. <laughs> you know what you did. I am just so overjoyed and what yeah. we have done. Me too. This year and, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get emotional. Sydney is my best friend in the entire world. So to do this every other week with my best friend, nothing beats it. And we really appreciate you guys being here for the ride. Yeah, likewise. I feel the same so, way. It's been awesome. Um, it's really been very, it's been very good for me. And I'm, I, I'm yeah, gonna it's... miss it. So definitely keep an eye out um, on our socials and keep an eye out for the trailer we're gonna make for season two. Oh, yes. It's so, it's so, 
It's so top secret, even we don't know what it's about. Exactly, um, it's so top secret, even it, we don't know what the fuck we're going to say. It's in the works at fo- t- uh, TFOF HR, but no, so much is going to come in season two. So many new stories, you don't know where we're going to pop up. Neither you do we. see us, you know, we don't, neither do we. Folklore is everywhere, and we hope you join us for the ride. So thank you for being a friend of folklore. See you on June 9th. See you on June 9th. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.